What's going on, stoolies, and welcome to episode 8 of the Barstool Sports History Lesson Podcast. If this is your first time listening, I am your host, Shane Mudgett, and today we're going to talk about Barstool Sports' short-lived ESPN show, Barstool Van Talk, starring the guys from Part of My Take, Big Cat, PFT, and Hank. I can't imagine there's a single person listening to this show that doesn't know what Part of My Take is, but if you somehow just found this randomly on the history charts, Part of my take is the number one sports podcast in the world and also Barstool's biggest, most profitable podcast. Now we're going to travel back to 2017, only 18 months into the start of Part of My Take. It had already taken off, already the number one sports podcast on Apple. It was growing like crazy. They were getting guests that we had never seen as stoolies before, you know, athletes, actors, you name it. They were getting it. It was really cool to see, especially as a longtime stoolie, to see it just blossom into the powerhouse it is today. You know, not to say that there wasn't bumps in the road, and we're going to get into maybe their biggest bump, and that all started on October 13th of 2017. Portnoy has a emergency press conference but it wasn't any just normal emergency press conference like i've said before where dave's just standing behind the poland spring jug talking into a microphone he was in times square this is the third time we've ever seen an emergency press conference in times square the first time was when they were bought and they announced the move to new york the second time was when they announced their CEO Erica Nardini. Now this time, the whole company is standing in Times Square in New York behind Dave as he announces Barstool is going to have a show on ESPN. Here is that press conference. Music. Okay. 20 months ago, 21 months ago, we stood right here. Same exact spot, same exact view. And I told you that we're going to take Barstool to the moon. I said we had to come to Manhattan. We hate Manhattan, but we're coming here because all these tall buildings, the sun, the stars, the dirt, the grime, the media capital of the world, this is where we had to be to take Barstool to the moon, to the stratosphere. Since that time, we have grown roughly five times in size. Five times faster than even the big swinging dick at the Cracker Factory, Peter Chernin, thought possible. Since that time, we now have the number one men's podcast network in the universe. We've had shows on Snapchat, Facebook, Sirius. We did a Comedy Central special. And now, maybe the coup de grace. Erica Nardini has been working for months, and we are proud to announce, you may have heard rumors, Barstool Van Talk is coming to ESPN, featuring Big Cat, PFT, Handsome Hank, it's coming. It is coming to your TV, 1 a.m. Tuesdays, ESPN2. The sun, the moon, the Milky Way, it is getting so close. I can taste it. We can take a bite out of it. This group behind us, 15 people when we started here in New York. We're up to 80. We are coming for everybody. Our appetite won't shrink. We want the world. We want the moon, the cheese. We want to eat it. Music. Now remember, this is back in 2017, where ESPN was really kind of still a big deal, you know, and especially as someone who grew up watching it like a religion, um, as I'm as I'm sure a lot of listeners 
did, and I'm sure everyone at Barcel at that time, Big Cat and PFT in particular, did. And it was, you know, I think everyone's childhood dream at one point to be on ESPN to have their own show. So I, I was excited to see whatever was going to come. And then that later that day, that next day, part of my take announces that they are the ones that are going to have a show on the 1014 episode entitled The Big Announcement. Signed. We are bringing a show to ESPN2, so it is called Barstool Van Talk, mm -hmm. and it's going to air on Tuesday nights, Wednesday mornings, 1 a.m. Matter of perspective. Matter of perspective, right? Yeah. So if you're actually in Denver, it's 11 p.m., so that's if pretty good. If you're in the West Coast, it's, how do time zones work? Is it, it's we'll actually Thursday. Rappaport, it's yeah. Thursday yeah. if you're on the West Coast. Um, the nice thing is the show is going to be filmed uh, primarily in Vanny Woodhead. Yes. So we have, I guess, cameras that are getting set up in there, lights that's getting... It's I don't, the whole thing. I have no idea how they're doing it, but Vanny's going to be our, our primary studio. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but the good news is, for fans of the podcast, we're not changing a thing with part of my take. No. So we're going to keep going Monday, Wednesday, Friday, just like always. Yep. Um, if anything, it might even make the podcast a little bit better. I because think it will. we're going to be getting uh, new guests uh, for interviews on the TV show, yeah. and they're going to in turn be guests on the podcast. Yeah. So how it's going to work? We're going to actually have Hank kind of interview us and talk us, with, so everyone can kind of know what we've been going through for the last like three, four months. Because this has been something we've been working on for a while, haven't been able to talk about it. Have had many times where it's gone back and forth. But like PFT said, the guest on the Barstool Van Talk show, which will be one a.m. on Wednesday morning on East it's Coast. It's really Tuesday night. Yeah, Let's not confuse ESPN people. two. Uh, it will be every week. The guest that is on the TV show will also be on the podcast. So we're gonna. If you want to get the best of the guests, you got to watch the TV show and listen to the podcast. We got some great guests already lined up. Mm -hmm. And like PFT said, I think this will make the podcast better because our best moments are when we are in the foxhole together. Yes, and not to steal valor, but Grit Week. One of our uh, Grit Week is, I think, everyone, all the award-winning listeners know that that is like when we're at our best. Mm -hmm. And when we do this show, we've already been taping some stuff. We're together all the time, and we have you know shared experiences, mm -hmm. and everything gets strong. Our worst shows are when we're all On away Skype from each other for yeah, yeah, yeah. four days, and then we show up, and we're like, all right, let's put together a show. We right. have literally just not left each other's side for like what feels like a month now. Right. But it's going to be – actually, one of our best shows was last Friday. People were saying it was a hilarious show start to finish. We taped – for 12 hours that day. Yeah, that was, a, that was a, one of our longest days of work besides Grit Week days. Um, and yeah, it turned out it turned out pretty good. Um, the nice thing is, also Hank is obviously going to be coming along on this. Hank is going to be producing. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's going to be the three of us uh, creating content. Basically, you know, 12 hours a day. We're going to be working together on this, on this stuff. Out of Vanny Woodhead. So um, I think you guys will really like it. And if I could... That we would have a television show, I think, after that first show that we did especially. Yeah. Uh, we probably would have called no. you liars. No, we would have, um, yeah. But it's, it's amazing. It's a testament to you guys and to- um, Without a doubt. The ways that you guys have connected with us and made our show better. Iron sharpens iron. The award-winning listeners we love are you basically guys. everything. They've, they've propped us up. They have uh, given us everything that we uh, have used to then get to the next level. We're going to have Hank- Talk to us, interview us, and we'll get some details so everyone can get all their questions answered right now. All right, my first question, PFT kind of already answered, but how is the TV show going to affect the Part of My Take podcast? Okay. Zero. I, I think, yeah, we, I think we answered that a little bit. Um, it's, it, we're, the guest is going to feed the podcast. So yeah. on, the, on the TV show, it's going to air on you know, Tuesday night. Um, we're going to tape 
probably like a 40 minute interview with that person mm-hmm. in Vanny Woodhead. Well, we already t- let's announce it. So Tuesday night's the first show. Yes. And we already taped Scott Van Pelt. We went up to uh, Bristol on Wednesday. That's mm-hmm. part of the reason why we were absent. Part of the reason why some, you know, we, we weren't around for all the crazy stuff that was going on at Barcelona. We were up in Bristol all day. We basically were working for seven hours straight. And uh, we taped Scott Van Pelt, and that will be next Wednesday's podcast. Mm-hmm. But the good stuff is going to be on the show. Like, we did some really funny things that can only live, like, you know, visually. Think think right. like exit interviews. Think like that. Right. So the idea is um, we tape, you know, a 50-minute long interview with whoever the subject is in Vanny Woodhead. And then we, you know, we take the the best eight or nine minutes that work for television and that goes on to the TV show and the rest of it which is still going to be a good interview that goes directly to the podcast mm-hmm. um, so it's they're going to feed each other we're going to get some really good guests too that we wouldn't normally be able to get um, because of working with ESPN's team is it only going to be ESPN guests no no absolutely, absolutely not. no in fact Good question, Hank. Great question. Um, we chose Scott on purpose for our first show because Scott has been a friend of the program for a while. Scott has supported us and uh, behind the scenes been kind of a mentor to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of like advice, a lot of being, you know, telling us, you know, this is this is the best way to do things, and just giving us kind of our Yoda. So he was a no-brainer mm-hmm. first episode uh, guest, and he it, listen, he did not disappoint. It, we taped it already, so it's already being edited and it's already ready to go, and it's it's fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Is and the- we sweared but we swore but oh, you can't that's we, so that's another swore. that's another good point hank i don't know if you, did you have a question about like if we're going to tone stuff down or anything like that of course okay, okay. so um do you want to ask that because <laughs> i was about to dovetail off what big cat said but we'll just jump to that question since you guys are on espn are you going to have to tone down your content good mm. question hank um Thanks. so for example with Thank scott you. we had don't, him on. don't reveal it yeah, yeah. But we said some words but it's actually going to be it's going to be interesting because we're not going to lie to you guys there are things that we can't say on ESPN. Fuck. Fuck. Shit. Ooh. Fuckheads. Shit. Twat. Hey, you fuckheads. Hey, yeah. you fuckheads. Turn it up if you got a kid in the car. We probably can't say that yeah. on Fuck ESPN. Santa. Fuck but, Santa. But it's 1 a.m. Yes. And it's ESPN 2. And we did that specifically. Maybe that's the only thing they gave us an offer for. We did that specifically. We chose 1 a.m. Because we want to make sure that our first foray into TV is is as close to what we can do. And and we have had the, the guarantee back to us that they're going to let us be us. They are bringing us on to do Barstool Van Talk. They are not expecting us to be totally different people. And that's why we did the van. We're mm-hmm. like, we don't want a studio. We don't want some. We want to be in the van. We want to piss down you know the holes in the van. We probably won't show that. But mm-hmm. you know if you're watching the van, we probably pissed in the van right before we hit the cameras. Mm-hmm. That is true. So they, they did offer us a, a big studio to yeah. use. And like and- they offered us they offered us no we can't say that they didn't offer us anything else yeah so um <laughs> the, the studio was offered and we said you know what i think yeah, it would be more no us if you just put us in vanny woodhead yeah. and let us roll with it yeah um so yeah we're not going to be able to say the words that we say necessarily fuck. all the time like fuck which is a great word um but at the same time we're going to have to figure out ways to still be us in those parameters and i think that we're going to be able to do it next question hank how did the name barcel van talk come to be okay That's another good question uh right? all right so i'll walk through the process real quick so everyone kind of knows behind the scenes a little bit uh if you know we had the comedy central uh rundown in february on the super bowl after that uh erica kind of sat us down and, and we, we went back and forth with comedy central it ceo wasn't- erica our CEO, Erica Nardini, who I'll get to, yeah, th- we went back and forth with Comedy Central. It wasn't going to be a fit. Barstool has always, and this is something that Dave has always thought, that we need to find a way to get on TV, and he's always said we're going to get on TV one way or another to get more eyeballs and and get what we do out there. 
Uh, so Erica sat us down and was like, we're going to try to get uh, a TV show. We're going to try to you know do everything we can. ESPN came to the table. Uh, it was a long negotiations. Erica, our CEO, was a rock star. She went through a lot of stuff to try to back and forth to make sure that what we do is, is protected. Dave also has had our back through and through. And Dave has always said he doesn't care if he's the first person to be on TV. He wants Barstool to be on TV. We were the ones that were kind of uh, the, the easiest fit with just how this show has always worked. And so Barstool Van Talk came to be. And it's a testament to, to Erica. It's a testament to Dave for believing in us and knowing that we can, you know, be the, be the tip of the spear to get into the television market. Just the tip. That's just kind of been tip. my trademark yeah. for many years now. But seriously, Erica has been like it's 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 behind the scenes stuff that people don't really see, and we've been going back and forth. This deal has been back and forth for a really long time, and it's mm-hmm. been up and down. And there's been things we couldn't say. And I know some people sometimes are like, "Oh, why aren't you talking?" Like, like for instance, when s- things happen on Wednesday, it's like we had to lay low because we're we're dealing with this deal and we're trying to get everything. I'm like every single blogger, every single salesperson, every single tech person mm-hmm. have all been awesome, and it feels like we're all kind of getting on TV together. Mm-hmm. Are you guys going to be working in Bristol? No, no. So that's no. Wait, no. you aren't. No, what about God, the cafeteria? No. Um, we are going to be visiting Bristol, I'm sure, from time to time. Yeah, um, but pumping iron with Ryan. But we are, like we said, we are barstool employees. That's not going to change. We have contracts here. We're not ESPN employees. ESPN's not even producing the show. They're not. Yeah, we're producing it with uh, Michael Davies at Embassy Row. Right. Um, so it, we're really excited to be working with him and his team. Uh, they're all awesome people. They've done it a million times. They're great to work with. Um, but no, we are going to be staying here in New York. We're going to be recording the shows. Um, maybe not every time, but most shows we're going to be recording from the Barcelona headquarters. Maybe on a Sunday night when we're filming something yep. at, the, at the other studio, we'll do the, the podcast down there. Um, but no, we are staying in New York. We are not ESPN employees. That is not in the cards. That's not what this is about. If I had to guess, if you wanted to uh, time yourself to where we're going to be every single week, I'd say the beginning of the week, we will probably be uh, with Embassy Row in the van taping for the TV show. Mm-hmm. Back end of the week, we will probably be at Barstool headquarters uh, doing you know regular stuff, rundowns, stool scenes, all that stuff, mixing up with everyone. So we're, we're, we're the connection is there. We're not going to Bristol. We're not going anywhere. We're just going to be filming stuff down in Soho out of the van. Is the first show going to be the same as the fourth show? Like, is is it just going to be the podcast brought to life? Well, I think if you listen to our podcast, you, you probably know that we will change anything that sucks mm-hmm. um, for the most part. I don't yeah. know. This could suck right now. Yeah, this probably sucks. In which sucks. case, we won't do this segment on the next show. Yeah, we're not going to announce a TV show next Monday. That's a promise. Yeah. Uh, but we are going to evolve, definitely. I don't know what... I, I We have an idea what the first show is going to look like, but... I. Is that going to be the same format as the second show? I don't know. It might be. It might not be. But we're going to figure that out as we go, and we're going to listen to all constructive feedback. Well, so if you if yeah. you watch the first show and you hate it, um, please make it, wait until like the fifth or sixth word in your tweet or email to us to start calling us fuckheads. Well, well, here's the thing. We if you're a, if you've been a long time listener to this show, you know, like PFT says, we evolved. Our first show was the worst fucking show of all time. It was so bad. We did four-minute interviews. We had just awful sound effects. It was terrible. We quickly realized that we needed to evolve, and we have done that very quickly. And I think what makes this show great is that we always take the criticism. We always take what people think, like, hey, maybe this is something you should try. We always take that, and, and we really, really like take it to heart. So 
a good way for the TV show to be the best TV show ever is to not say, you guys are sellouts, I'm never watching it. Say, here's what I think might be better, and we'll listen to it, because mm-hmm. we like to we like to hear from fans, and we are never set with how we're going to do anything. We know that the first show and the fourth show and the eighth show are all going to be different. We're just going to try to just fine, co- f- you know, tweak it a little bit here and there and mm-hmm. make it the best late-night TV show you could ever watch. Uh, PFT, since Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday are the busiest days, are you going to still be putting up your Monday column? No, oh, I didn't think oh, you were wow. going to really take really put in. in the coals there. Um, so, no comment. So, yeah, I want to say no comment, but I'll address it a little bit. Um, address the haters. If anybody out there reads the column, I put about, I don't know, usually like eight to nine hours worth of work into it. A on, lot. On like Monday mornings, which is usually right after a Sunday night that we're up until like 2 a.m., mm-hmm. um, doing the podcast so but the uh, shoot schedule with a shoot schedule that's coming up and with everything that's going on on Sundays we're going to be watching the NFL all day Monday we're going to be shooting all day Tuesday we're going to be shooting so the show can come out late night on Tuesday um, unfortunately I don't think it's going to be anywhere near possible for me to continue writing the Monday morning column which is uh, it's tough for me to say because I love doing it it's been something I've really really enjoyed and that people have enjoyed uh, for the last few years and um it's sad, but I, I'm going to keep writing. I'm going to uh, maybe break it up into smaller blogs later on in the week um, or maybe just move the MMBM until Thursday or Friday when I actually will have the physical time to do it. I haven't decided how to handle it exactly yet. If anybody out there has suggestions, I would be absolutely – I would love to hear them because I want to keep writing. It's it's you know what got me in this place in the, in, in the first place, and uh, it's still something that I'm very passionate about. And and uh, just to say that, you know, we have a ton of talented writers. So if you're looking to read, you know, it's PFT is is the GOAT in terms of his Monday column, but uh, who's the GOAT? Tom Brady. Okay, so but we have really, and I'm I'm going to forget someone, I'm so don't get. An but apology. Thank we you. have <laughs> we have, you know, Nate Chaps, K Marco, Trent Riggs. All these guys are really, and I I'm probably forgot someone, so apologies if I did. But all these guys are Francis. They're all Francis would like flip out if I. They're all really really <sighs> talented writers. Feidelberg. They're all really really talented writers. So, uh, all that's what we're talking about when we say the support of the entire like organization is going to lift us up. They're going to be helping us be able to do the TV show. How many other people are working on the show? Hmm, good question. Okay, so um, the primary Roughly. staff, the primary staff, it's going to be uh, Big Cat, myself, and Hank. We're going to be the three that are in charge of the creative stuff. Um, we've got a really talented showrunner uh, named Ziggs. Mm-hmm. And so Ziggs, he's going to be um, kind of running point on things. Ziggs, if you're listening to this, get back to work. Yeah, get back. You're not supposed to be listening to this yeah. podcast, dude. Get the fuck out of here. This um, is our safe space. Yeah, Tim. Tim's Tim, you can listen. Hard. You can listen. Tim, Tim you're can cool. Listen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who who just negging the people we work with? There's a there's a ton of people. We have a, a great video a director of video software. Like we got a bunch of people. We're adding people. We have an editor. It's probably gonna end up being about like ten to twelve people. You're gonna end up knowing them because I'd say the, more like ten. Yeah. Because the other thing is we're going to be filming behind the scenes and letting people see what it's like to create a show because I feel like people haven't done that before uh, and we're going to really try to let you into our world and mm-hmm. see what the creative process is a lot of times it's me and PFT and Hank sitting in a room uh, pissing in jugs and making each other laugh but maybe that'll be funny to put out there so we're going to try mm-hmm. to share with you as much as we can on this entire process I guess the point to get across is that it's going to be a small team yes so uh, we don't it's not a big budget show at all 
You can probably figure that out because it's 1 a.m. on ESPN2. Yeah. Um, we turned down the big money, guys. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're keeping it intimate, <laughs> which is nice. Yes. That's It's like uh, when you have a small apartment and you say it's cozy. It's a very, it's very cozy show. Very, very cozy show. You can smell each other when they're in the bathroom. Yeah. I'll do a little callback here. What uh, what were your guys' favorite videos that we've worked on in the last 18 months? Mm, okay. Uh, well, I'll shoot. I mean, we... So some of the things that we're going to incorporate, and it's going to be the structure of the show, like we said, is going to evolve, but it's going to be uh, some of, you know, like the topical stuff where we kind of get into debates and riff off things, but we're also going to be incorporating like the Canada boys or uh, when we did the bowl game, Mm -hmm. fun stuff like that. We did like the fake commercials or Larry's picks. There's a ton of like really fun videos that we did that we are going to start using in this show and let them evolve. How long will the show be running? So, um, in the contract, it says that it's going to be running through the Super Bowl. So, um, I don't know. We could we could say something stupid. They could cancel us. Second week, and they I'm sure they could cancel us. We could already be canceled, yeah. for all we know. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. We don't know. Um, but the idea is to run it through the Super Bowl. It's going to be every Tuesday. There are going to be a couple specials thrown in there, too. Uh, maybe with some live elements around big events, like if it, there's a bold game that they want us to go to, or if there's... Um, like a, a championship game or a uh, or maybe probably the Super Bowl, I'd imagine um, they'd want us to do something around that. So the idea is to uh, to go weekly on Tuesdays, but add in a sprinkling of like specials. Yeah, how fire is the theme song? I, I'm gonna let other people decide that. Yeah, you decide. You're gonna want to listen to the theme song. It's fucking fire. It's very <laughs> fire. Um, so wrap up real quick. We're very excited. Barstool Van Talk is premiering. Uh, on what's the date? What is the date? We should know that. We should probably know. We that. should probably know that. So it's like four heads, days right? from now. We're it's turn two, around Tuesday. Tuesday. So Tuesday seventeenth. Seventeenth. It is premiering. ESPN two, one a.m. I know it's late. If you could at least DVR it, mm-hmm. that would be great. Ooh, tweet us pictures of you uh, DVRing record series. Yes, and then it ma- might say Jalen and Jacoby. Yeah, well, and so just record whatever's there. That's at 1 true. It might not be there yet. So if, yeah. it, if it doesn't say Barstool Van Talk, don't record the series yet. Yeah. We don't want to be goosing J- right. Jalen and Jacoby's numbers just yet. So because- watch the first one live. Yeah. Yeah. Watch the first one live. So Barstool Van Talk is premiering the 17th. We are very excited. We are still Barstool employees. We are still doing part of We. Th- this is a, a point that we kind of did. I mean, I, I don't know if it was conveyed exactly, but PFT, Hank, and I love doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. It is the best thing that has ever happened to the three of us and it is the thing that we look forward to the most like when we even take one day off if it's labor day we all have the same reaction like we got to get back in the studio we want to we want to be recording and i think that's uh part of our success i think that's why people like us because you can tell we're having fun so we're never gonna we're not gonna stop doing this because we love it so much. That was never if, if the deal said you can't do part of my take as is and you have to change it anyway, we would have said absolutely not. But the the deal was presented and like we said, Erica and Dave, Barstool is kind of all getting behind us and the deal was presented. We get to put a TV show on, we get to keep doing part of my take, we get to bring you more content. We're probably never gonna sleep. We're really excited for it, and we want you to come along for the ride. We're going to embrace you. We want you guys all to to come and watch Barstool Van Talk. Enjoy it. And uh, we're really fucking pumped. Mm. Subscribe. Unsubscribe. So as you can tell by their announcement and them and Big Cat and PFT talking about it, a lot of excitement, a lot of good ideas. Just a really cool time to be a stoolie, I think, in my opinion. But not everybody 
in the universe was excited to see Barstool have their own ESPN show, including employees at ESPN, and particularly one longtime Barstool rival, Sam Ponder, who at that time kind of hosted the NFL shows on ESPN. And on 1016, the night before Barstool Van Talk was supposed to drop, and Ponder sends a tweet from the fucking clouds at 6.40 on 10.16. So we're about seven hours until Barstool Van Talk supposed to premiere. She tweets out, Welcome to the ESPN family at Barstool Big Cat. And welcome to all your minions who will respond to this so kindly. And she tweets out two pictures. It's a blog that was written by Feidelberg about her. But it was Dave wrote. Dave edited it at the end. He used to put his input at the end of the guy's blogs if he thought he didn't want to write a whole thing himself. And he, uh, the first picture is this. Editor's note. I know Fights blogged this already, but I wrote it up too because I'm fired the fuck up. Fuck Sam Ponder, that Bible-thumping freak. And then the second screenshot is, seriously, you sound like a KO barstool freak, not a chick that has a job where the number one requirement is you make men hard. So give it a rest with your righteous indignation. Your entire career and livelihood is based on appealing to guys like me and blogs like ours. Bottom line is guys thinking chicks are hot is natural. It's Darwinism. It's never going to change, but that doesn't mean we don't respect women and think it's okay to hit a woman. I have no idea what's so confusing about that. Go fuck yourself. And that blog that was written was about the Ray Rice incident where Ray Rice beat his girlfriend or wife in the elevator. Big Cat immediately responds with a tweet, Hey Sam, thanks for the welcome. I just want to clear one thing up. I didn't write the blog post. You make it seem like I did. In the rundown you referenced, I actually defended you. Ponder then goes on to tweet, I was wrong in thinking Barstool Big Cat wrote that article and called me a slut repeatedly. He just continuously laughed along. It was the president of Barstool Sports who said these things. Happy to clarify. So what she's referring to actually isn't the Barstool Rundown. It's the NFL Pick'em show that Dave and Big Cat used to do. And I have the audio she's talking about, or at least a minute and a half clip. I couldn't pull up the whole thing, but I'll just play that now for you guys to listen. And to keep in mind, this was said back in 2014. So Sam Ponder waited three years to bring this up, which I respect the hell out of, to be honest. Go on this rant for a second here. There's no one worse right now than, than Samantha Ponder. She is the absolute worst. She... If you follow, I hate follow her on Twitter, so I can't even stand her. Like she makes every time she tweets, I want to puke all over my computer. Every second that she can tell you that she has a kid and that she's a working mother, she will tell you that she has a kid and she's a working mother. She's fucking bringing her kid to the Grove. I know for a fact that every day at ESPN. All the suits and all the lawyers, they have their annual, or not annual, their daily 9-15 coffee meeting on how can we fire Sam Ponder without being sued for, like, discrimination. Because she's the worst. No person who wants watches game day wants to see a picture of her and her ugly kid. Nobody cares, Sam Ponder. We want to see you sex it up. And be slutty. And not be some prude fucking jerk 
who everybody hates and who's married to the worst quarterback who wears the ring and God first and this and that. Shut up. That's not what you're there for. Show me one person who likes Sam Ponder. I don't even think Christian Ponder likes There is nothing worse in the world than people who think that we give a fuck about your kid. I I don't give a shit about any kid ever. Like I, I'm getting to the age you're get you're you're already at the age where some of our friends are having kids. I went to a party a few week, few months ago. Someone brought their fucking kid and threw it in everyone's face. I was like, I don't give a shit. I don't care about your kid. Get your kid out of here, Sam Ponder. Get it out. We had. Right, let's just. So honestly, yeah, not great calling her a slut a couple times. It was 10 years ago. It was Barstool 10 years ago. That was Dave. That was, I guess, sort of the right or wrong. That was sort of the climate, the wild, wild west of the internet, if you will. And it's kind of why I loved Barstool. Not because you called her a slut, but because of the rants that she would go on about how they would actually tell what everyone else that was watching was kind of sort of thinking. Maybe not totally, but... And to be fair, I think if someone who, like a Casey Smith that worked at ESPN at one point that now works at Barstool, was in that position, she's actually a talented person. I think, you know, that rant would have never happened. I think it was just a Sam Ponder, you know, a lot of people don't like the religion put in their face. So it was just a mixture of that and the times. But I do think this is one of those where I think Dave would probably take it back if he could. But lo and behold... That 1 p.m. 10:17, Barstool Van Talk episode one did debut to about 80,000 listeners. That's pretty good for a 1 p.m. time slot on a pretty short notice. And I have the whole episode one. It's on YouTube. I've cut up the audio of it. I'm gonna play it. If you want to watch the whole thing, like I said, go to YouTube Barstool Van Talk episode one. But here it is, including the great, great intro song that they that they made up just absolutely banger so here's episode one barstool van talk featuring scott van pelt there's still time to change the channel or go to bed or do something uh, anything besides watch this show so in the next couple of seconds do that Ooh, do you need a comb to set get ready for the a, show i got a curler back yeah there. we can we could set you up what yeah. do you what do you need like some lotion or i don't have any hairs you guys you guys should, okay, you you guys should do some Destiny? jokes about me being bald yeah. we're having laughs in a van is that the name of the show laughs it's in actually van. baldy mcbald face mm-hmm. ah okay cool that's better than fatty mcescobar <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Barstool Van Talk. Uh, oh. Nailed it. Yeah. Welcome to Barstool Van Talk. I'm Big Cat. This is PFT. What's up? We're two guys that started a podcast about 18 months ago called Pardon My Take. It quickly shot to number one in the charts, not to brag. Mm. Hey, PFT, what does one million daily podcast listeners get you? Oh, it gets you a coveted 1 a.m. time slot on ESPN2. 
Ooh, so here we are, 1 a.m., ESPN2. Deuce. A little background about us. We started that podcast because we like sports, we like fun, we like to joke about ourselves and joke about sports media. And it's funny that we actually are on ESPN now because when we started that podcast, the first thing that happened was we got a cease and desist from this very network. That's right, but fortunately, me and Big Cat are two legal beagles, so we wrote them back a nasty letter of our own. We cease and desisted them yeah. and said, you cease and desist, cease and desisting me. Mm-hmm. And they were like, wow, these guys really had their together. So ESPN has trusted us with a TV show at that coveted 1 a.m. time. They did not let us do it live. So before we get to some highlights in our interview with Scott Van Pelt, we're gonna do a little choose your own adventure on the sports that happened tonight. Yep. So uh, PFT, let's start off. The Astros and the Yankees played a game. Mm-hmm. Who won? Yeah, who cares? Yeah, okay. Dodgers and Cubs, I'm a Cubs fan. The Cubs won in a walk-off grand slam. Anthony Rizzo, crazy, everyone was drunk. It was the greatest game of all time. I think he just cursed them. I think the Cubs are now cursed again for the next 108 years. Uh, all right, what about Kyrie versus LeBron? Big game. Huge game, so Kyrie returns to uh, Quicken Loans Arena, the Q, the big pyramid scheme. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, my guess is that they probably had some sort of a triple kiss situation with Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, and Kyrie at half court just smooching during the game, setting a tremendous example for sportsmanship for the kids at home. I think we've been right with all three of our predictions here, but I'll give you an alternate ending on this one. LeBron actually sat this game out and spent the entire three hours subtweeting Kyrie from the locker room. Ooh, good take. So one of the perks for being on ESPN is that we got to go up to Bristol and kind of screw around and check everything out. Yeah, we smelled Chris Berman's seat. Bucket list. Still on my mustache. Mm -hmm. You're not getting that out. Mm, Don't want to. Getting ready for my F45 class now. Let's go get it, baby. Is this it? This is Boom and TJ's place. This is prime time. So cool. This is Boom. That's TJ. Oh my god. You wanna go? Let's do it. to the Barstool Van Talk studio. This is the place we're gonna be when we don't wanna be in the van anymore, slash it breaks down. And as you can see, we have not really moved in yet. Minimalist. We got a lot to go. We are bloggers, we come from the internet, 
This has like a mom's basement kind of feel. We're going to add to this set as, as the show goes on as long as we don't get canceled. Yeah, so uh, just a little note to all you viewers out there. If you see the sock on the door, <laughs> probably want to stay clear. Basements are rocking. Yeah, don't come a-knocking. Doing some lovemaking. Some self-time. To ourselves. Some self-improvement. Hey, PFT. Hey, Big Cat. Hey, remember when you were growing up and you got to watch highlights on TV all the time? Yeah, geez, you remember when ESPN used to play sports? Yeah, remember when you didn't know who won the game till the next day? Yeah, let's go back to that time and forget all the technology that we have at our fingertips. So this is going to be guy lights. We're giving it to you, dudes. We're giving it to these dudes. Every dude out there hey, watching, we're going to give it to you. Hey, we're going to give you stuff and you're going to take it. Chug this highlight right mm -hmm. now. <laughs> guy lights. It's two-day-old sports highlights. Aaron Rodgers, broken collarbone. Yeah, good Ooh. point. Yeah. Ooh. Do you think that uh, the fact that Aaron Rodgers isn't close with his family means he wasn't breastfed? So Yes. Well, he wasn't breastfed to a proper age of like seven or eight, so mm -hmm. he's got brittle bones, lack of calcium. Saints-Lions, a lot of defense being played. I feel like these two teams play each other like five times a year and they each score 50 points every game. We should just actually just put the Saints and the Lions in the Big 12. That's where their home is. Be careful, Golden. I feel like he's going to get hurt one of these days. I also don't like the fact that he's got three on his back, so I, 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 like bragging that his grandfather had sex. It's like, we mm. get it, dude. Your grandfather, he slayed. Ryan Fitzpatrick, he went to Harvard. Yeah, people don't talk about the fact that he is a Harvard College graduate. Mm. And there he is using the Pythagorean theorem to find the pylon. That was nice. What I think is awesome is the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers went from Jameis Winston to Ryan Fitzpatrick, which is like Florida State to Harvard is like going from reading a pop-up book to reading James Joyce. Yes. You think what I'm thinking? What? New buddy cop. That would be a good one. Yeah. Either that or it's just uh, seafood theft. Either that or it's just seafood theft. Yeah. Either that or it's just seafood theft. Like, are you serious? Like Either that or it's just seafood theft. Are you serious right now? <laughs> say it, you didn't say that? Seafood theft. I can't say it. Seafood, seafood theft. What's going on with you? you? You said it. Seafood theft. Seafood theft. There you go. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> that was weird. We got Big Ben against the Chiefs. Now look at Big Ben, his face here. Look at this. He's an all-time fat face guy, one of the only people to uh, ever get a concussion from putting on a helmet. Has he? Has Big Ben uh, fixed his broken nose? I feel like his nose is just permanently broken. No, he just wears a different hat. He puts on a weirder fedora to distract from his face. Yes, maybe that's slick. I missed the slick back. The, we call that the booger Big Ben. Uh -huh. when he looked like a big booger. He looked like a guy that was going to kidnap puppies. Yeah. We go to the Baton Rouge. Cocho. Cocho does not know how to cross himself that, up. That's fine, though. Like, if you're a football guy, you just see other people on the football fields doing the cross, and that's <laughs> fine. And so, like, I love more than anything seeing Cocho happy after a win. Mm -hmm. It's like you, you watch it and you just start weeping when he smiles. I actually think, now that I'm looking this again, uh, Cocho can actually talk to God. He actually looked right at God. He looked in God's eyes. He's like, think. Thank, thank you, God, for letting me win this game, let me run this ball, and let me go Tigers. Dear Lord, in your name, Heavenly Father, in your name, we're going to pour this extra pot of gumbo out for you. Go Tigers. Come down here and get you some Sunday supper. Yeah, and go Tigers. And go Tiger. Thank you for being a member of the Tiger family. Yeah, God is, good. God is a Tiger. Always been a Tiger. <laughs> Little jambalaya. Go Tigers. Ooh, Tommy. Ooh, Tommy with the quote saying, he, 
Nothing gets a team going like a good old suicide threat. Tommy is essentially taking himself hostage yes. for this playoff series, which I, I almost respect that. You got to win one for the old guy. We met Tommy, actually, when we were down at spring training, and he might have been trying to commit suicide then because he was walking around with a big <laughs> fistful of turkey. He was raw-dogging some turkey. He's rolling it up. He looked like he was just going to walk out the facility and just never turn back. That's fine. I think it would be fitting in for Tommy. He's the only guy I could actually imagine dying by walking into a sunset. Yeah, he just maybe walks into the woods and finds a nice warm log and just lays lays by it with all the mm -hmm. ants and the little critters mm -hmm. and just uh, maybe munches on a little turkey and mm -hmm. then death passes over him. So better win, Dodgers. <laughs> all right, coming up after the commercial, we have Scott Van Pelt in Vandy Woodhead. That's right, we're in Bristol, Connecticut. And uh, the ESPN, they put some tune out. They let the outdoor cats come inside. So we just, we came inside the mothership. Ooh. Chevy Silverado Factory. Let's okay. see. Let's make it really not uncomfortable. Ooh, I hit my head. Scott Van Pelt. Hi. The first ever episode of Barstool Van Talk. Thanks for tidying up around here. Here's a good question, Scott. So you've been at ESPN for Love good it questions, feels like forever. It's a great question. Um, mm -hmm. You were here when the Deuce was the Deuce. The Deuce. So we're trying to bring that back to Deuce. Um, besides like the leather jackets, because uh -huh. those look super cool. Right. Um, what else can we do to bring that 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 Deuce mentality? What I just did, the thing that Greenberg would do when he would do, do that a lot. Deuces. Yeah, boom. Do that because that is cool. Mm. Kids are going to love that a lot. Bad boys. Okay. Well, I was going to say mustaches because Stewart had a mustache back in the day. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, I mean, there it is. Like that? That's Can't what really I do. Right. I try to get the Me? people going. I just go a little that. Uh -huh. And that's cleaning myself and up. And you know what that is right there? Yeah. A deuce. Yeah, yeah that's the deuce. Ooh. Ooh. I didn't boom. even realize. I'm too dumb to realize when I was doing the deuce all along. So I think mustaches, uh, doing a lot of this stuff, uh -huh. and and the leather jackets <laughs> is a great is okay. a great a start. Mustaches, <laughs> gang signs, and yep. yeah. basically act like we're in West Side Story. Yeah. Yeah. And then do a lot of do a lot. Barstool Van, 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 Barstool no. Why not? Well, look at you. You're like such a journalist. No, I'm not. It's look just at me. It's look at him. You look like you're going to court. How many pounds does the camera add to you? Because I need. I feel like I could put on some weight. You're kind of a string bean guy. Kind of. So in in person, it looks like maybe the camera puts on like 30 extra pounds on your frame. Roughly, roughly. So people are gonna people are gonna have you pegged as like a nose guard. Okay. Ooh, I'll mm. take that. Like a Don Terry Poe type. A nose yeah. guard. The guy from the Dolphins that coach could have used a nose guard. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. I got a real question for you. What has changed at ESPN? And how do you deal with, like, the evolution and things changing and people saying, oh, I don't like this. I used to like this. And kind of the sellout thing. Well, what has changed is that we're sitting in the satellite lot and I'm talking to two guys from Barstool in a van. Mm -hmm. True. That's what has changed. True. You guys know this better than anybody. Content is king. And if you have content then you end up in a van uh, on the deuce at, yeah. at 1 a.m. letting people peruse. If somebody just comes up to you and says, hey, Scott, I loved you on part of my take, mm -hmm. and then they walk away, mm -hmm. be honest, under your breath, you're like, No, I just, I, it's just. You hate us. We have a TV show that we're on. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if what you like. What time is it? It's, yeah. it's midnight. So if, if, if you like. They give out if, a bunch of losers. It's called, it's called, sports, it's called sports Center. My friends love sports. I'll have to call yeah. about that. Yeah, always yeah. has So been. it's a center sports. of sports? It's it's the worldwide leader. It's the epicenter of. So you guys play sports? We did, long ago. Okay. okay good. All right. long so ago. what position do you play? 
Uh, right now, I play old man in a van. How are you doing with Twitter <laughs> trolls? I'm trying. Okay. I know you're trying. What about gambling Twitter trolls? Because that's a special breed. That's that's where I'm not doing... I, I'm, I'm doing as well with Twitter gambling trolls as I am with my picks, which is to say not very well. Okay. okay. You never take favorites. I don't. You've I said this to me about, before. Yeah, 13 underdogs. Yeah, yeah, and the worst teams. You yeah. take the worst teams. I sure do. They make your stomach, like, turn when you yep. put in the bet. So maybe this week it's just all favorites. Just Ooh. Chalky McChalkerson. Yes. We just lay them. How like about that. that? Sometimes you gotta do it. No, there's a whole bunch of dogs I like this week. Yeah. Yeah, let's do some Mount Rushmore. So we're still new to this TV mm -hmm. game. Mm -hmm. You wanna do the Mount Rushmore of words that you can't say on ESPN? Okay. Um, I guess they just beep it and, and pixelate my mouth. Yeah. Right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So that's okay. that word you cannot say. All. What about? What about head? See that? Now that you can't do. You can't say fudgy because that's too close to the first one. Mm. Really? I yeah. heard Rex Ryan say. Folks, yeah. the other day, and they were like, they had their finger on the button, like, ah, oh, is he gonna say, what the folks? With Rex, I think they were just concerned he was gonna go, feet. Yeah. Oh, and so dude. Hey, everybody's got yeah. stuff. Everybody's yeah. got yeah. I got, Oh, I got some stuff. Yeah, we got a lot yeah. of stuff. Bruce's. We're in a okay. band. Um, and then the last one is, uh, it's disc, but that's bulging disc. Hurst has been playing with a bulging disc in his neck. <laughs> the Mount Rushmore of sellouts. Well, I mean, obviously, here you are on ESPN. Mm -hmm. You've you've abandoned the tawdry, uh, dark, dark web. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say Big Cat, PFT, Hank. Hank, yeah. Clearly, you know who else? Ooh. Metallica. Ooh. Sell out every seat every night. Oh, baby. I get it. We talked to a first grade class, Mrs. Winters, first grade class. Mm -hmm. Hi, Mrs. Winters. Um, we had the little ones, the little tykes right now, yeah. some questions uh, for you. Real questions. They're precocious. This is from Timmy. Hey, Timmy. Uh, he said, you make my daddy gamble so much that he sold my soccer cleats and now I can't play sports. Mm. Wow, I'm sorry, Timmy. Tell daddy uh, to stay away from the exotics and trust the process. Mm -hmm. Just okay. trust the process. Yeah. Keep, keep taking those terrible teams. To gamble more. So we're real journalists. You're just a fake one. What journalists do when they don't have good questions, this mm -hmm. is gonna be a tip for you when you okay. do interviews. If you don't have a good question, you just say talk about. Oh, right. So this is the segment, talk about. Blah, 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 blah. I like that so a lot. So I'm gonna show you some pictures and you're just gonna talk about them. Okay, Ooh. all right. Look at that handsome That's guy. That's Scott Van Pelt with hair. Oh, wait. Yep. Okay, so here's, here's what, okay. Oh yeah, so, it is you. Next oh, picture's up. Oh, that's uh, that's Fat Van Pelt. Mm -hmm. and, it's you, um, it's you. Yep, it yep. is, obviously, before many gastric bypass and other mm -hmm. surgeries. Next picture. All right. Oh. <laughs> I can't see from over here. What is it? So it says well, Wisconsin 50. Say? Yeah, why don't you say it? It's, uh, that's Wisconsin 52, Maryland 7. Mm. That was the first time we played you in uh, the Big Ten, uh, mm -hmm. in which we are a member of that conference. And this is a great game that we invented. It's called, uh, holy crap, this guy looks a lot like Scott Van Pelt. Mm -hmm. Oh, so, wow. That's a segment so, we yeah. should try. Yep. Rapid fire, mm -hmm. give us uh, what, how close they look to like Scott Van Pelt, okay. one to ten. No, okay. no, a scale of nine to ten. Nine to ten. Nine to ten. Yeah. Nine to ten. Here we go. Rapid fire. Ten. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep, ten. Uh, more of a nine. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. Why, why is that, yeah, Scott? That was a nine? Well, because the other ones look more oh. like me than that one. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Get it? Yeah. Yeah, bald eagle. Yeah. Mm. 
about that one? That was good, huh? That one's a good one. What are we doing? Yeah, it's got, it's, it's got this, you guys, a stunning similarity. Yeah. <laughs> Scott Van Pelt, you thank you that. so much. Thank you. Uh, we appreciate it. We got you a parting gift. Oh, yeah. I thought it was Yeah, so we're going to, so no, we're going to walk out. We're pretty oh, we wrapped it for you, and we're right. going to give you a parting gift. All right, All right thanks, let's go. Yeah. Watch oh. your head. Yep. Oh. We're good. Oh, there, oh, lovely. Hey, how are you, buddy? I said you were a sellout. Can you unwrap it for for us so that everyone can see what we gave you? It's pretty nice. Yeah. So Be careful. Oh, it's a, it's a window unit yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's so oh, that's that a, with you. It's used. It's so got. It in there. Oh, that's great. All yeah. righty. All right. Bye, Scott. Thanks, Scott. See ya. Love you. Oh. <laughs> you son of a. <laughs> I want to get a. I want to get like a parrot and uh, lock him in a room with Skip Bayless. Like just like TV that just plays Skip Bayless. Um, so the parrot learns to give takes and then we can debate against the bird. I'm not a big bird guy. You don't have to be a bird guy. If you get a bird, you're one step away from being like a lizard guy. And yeah. then next thing you know, you wake up, you got a snake, you got a ferret, things are falling apart. Let's draw the last snakes, but like a ferret, I'm down with a ferret. On the record. What about pigeons? Just like have one around? Instead of birds, like the pigeons are rats basically, right? Mm. What I was thinking was we go to the rat nest. Mm. Welcome to the most beautiful city in the world, the cleanest city in the world, New York City, where we're going to pick some games. That's right, this is Ratatouille. We as humans are not good at gambling, but you know who is good at gambling? That's right, God. And so we're going to entrust his most noble creature, the rat, to select this Thursday night game between the Raiders and the Chiefs. We call this rat Tui. get it? Mm, that's a good one. That's like a good rat Ratatouille, but with a tout? Yeah. Uh, Spay and neuter your rats, folks. Rip Bob Barker. Rest in peace. Bob Barker's still alive. Breaking news, Bob Barker's still alive. You saved Bob Barker's life. Okay, here we go. All right, let's see. The Raiders. The Raiders. And the Chiefs. All right, we've got Rat Del Rio against Andy Reid. Let's see how it goes. What's up? This is Ricky the Rat, and I'm here to give you some Thursday Night Football Ratistics. Oakland is 6-2 straight up in their last eight games at home. Home underdogs are 3-1 against the spread this year. Although fleas are primarily responsible for infecting humans with a bubonic plague, they were originally infected with the plague by feeding on the blood of rats, just like me. Rat fever, catch it! We are taking the Raiders, we're following the rats, Rat Del Rio and his whole scurry crew. Mm. Um, they're, pretty, they're pretty clear, they like the Raiders. Yeah, so speaking of gambling animals, we never introduced our friend, it's Larry the Goldfish. Uh, we bought Larry last year, we've had a few Larrys, it's kind of like Ugga the Bulldog. Larry has entered into the Las Vegas Super Contest, he went 49-34-2 last year. Mm -hmm. He is the smartest goldfish alive, and he is also now and owner of the Green Bay Packers. Look at that. That's right. People forget that the Green Bay Packers sell very real oh, and yeah. very meaningful shares and ownership for the low, low price of $500. Oh, can you actually cash in that share? Absolutely not. Oh. And so Larry actually, get, he gets personnel decisions. Yes, he's Packers. an owner. He's an owner of an NFL team. So mm -hmm. what is that, Larry? What's that? What's that? Sign Colin Kaepernick? Ooh, ooh. Colin Kaepernick. Ooh, Brett, Brett Favre? Oh, Brett Favre is thrown to underage kids down in Mississippi. He's looking good. His arm's looking good. Oh, okay. Very underage. Uh, that is our show. 
We are going to finish the show how we finish every Barstool Van Talk. Mm -hmm. We have a box sent in from a watcher, a viewer, a listener. If you want to send us something, listen to Part of My Take, our podcast. On Wednesday, it's released on iTunes. We have more Scott Van Pelt. We will give detailed instructions on how you can send us mm -hmm. a box. What's in the box? Well, as we said, like our set is pretty sparse right now, so I think we're just going to open stuff up, and then we'll just live back here for the yeah. rest of the show. So It's just a ton of rubber bands. Oh, sh it smells. What the hell? This is all. This is a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. Oh, look at it. It's what? like a brain. What? What is that? Pick that up. Pick that up. You pick it up. That's what's in the box. Oh, what is that? I'm out. What? I'm out. What is that? I'm out. Is that worms? I'm out. No, it's like a an octopus or something. It's an octopus. They put an octopus in dead? here. Is it dead? They put an octopus in the box. Do not send us this ever again. Please. Ah. Yeah. yeah, it's an octopus. It's actually an octopus. I wasn't kidding. Oh! See you next week. Send us real stuff. Not a terrible episode for episode one of a Barstool produced show. Um... Really good ideas. It was, you could kind of tell, I think, especially if you watched the video, there was a little, it's weirdly to see, especially Big Cat, a little bit of nervousness maybe in it. But definitely, even though it still had that barstool tone, that barstool pizzazz that made it what we love, barstool with the, you know, the bleeped out word, you don't hear that on ESPN ever. And, and really kind of shitting on some athletes, which you definitely don't see at ESPN anymore. So again, Really looking, I was really looking forward to episode two and to see what they would be able to produce more of as they got more comfortable in that situation. That's just my opinion as a stoolie. The guys obviously talk about how episode one went on the next episode of part of my take, the 1018 episode, which I have ready to play right now. And I will make a quick note. There is no mention of Sam Ponder when they're breaking this down, which seems very weird to me and not not in the barstool fashion, if you will. And they later on in the episode, you'll hear they do explain why. But here's the audio of their reaction to episode one. All the time, but I think it should be addressed because it is our first show. And maybe plug it. So yeah. if you didn't watch, you should start watching. Mm -hmm. So um, it was an interesting week, to say the least. We worked pretty hard at it. I think... I mean, this is, this is PFT gets serious time. Take off your pants. Um, it was fun. It was a lot of work. Uh, I would say evaluate this first episode like you would um, a rookie draft pick quarterback. Okay, first have. question. Is your mom a prostitute? Yes. Okay. No, no. The show's mom is a prostitute. Um, End of story. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, uh, like, I think it showed promise. No. I, I think... Um, no, it's it, not going to be perfect it the first time around. We're going to build on it. What you see like a month from now, two months from now, is probably going to be a very, very different uh, product than we put out tonight. Not to say that tonight's show is bad. I think it's funny. I think it's very funny. Here. Be careful here. What 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 really the story is? We we did it. We did the show in like four days, and we put it together. And what happens when you do a four, show in four days? You feel good about it, but you also watch it, and you're like. I wish we had another chance at that. I wish we had another chance at that. So I think, I mean, I'm excited because I think it's going to be fun, just like this show, 
the first episode of part of my take was terrible. I don't think I think this was a good oh, episode yeah. of Barcelona yeah. Vantas. Yes. We just it's just got to once we evolve, once we get better. Um, I'm I'm fucking pumped. Just I'm let me really play, yeah, let me play in that sandbox for a while. I'll show you how to build a castle. Right, exactly. Look into the camera. Mm-hmm. I have trouble looking into the camera. Gotta yeah. look in the camera. And, and we had a smudge camera. camera. And yeah. we had yeah, a wipe smudge off the, camera. Yeah. I have trouble saying seafood theft. Yeah, seafood. Oh, I nailed seafood it. Seafood theft. <laughs> you know what the problem was? Not to make excuses, they asked us to film very early in the morning. Oh my god. And I, we're night Oh else. my god. So we filmed at like what seven thirty. We got up eight o'clock. We got up at. I've been getting up at six a.m. I don't know who who the fuck. Gets up. Probably, someone listening to this right now probably, probably gets up. The at vast 6 majority of people that are listening. Okay, right whatever. But it's that's ungodly. Do you, you know what I noticed when you so get those up that early? Probably feel the same because they yeah. stayed up and watched it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you probably have a, a miserable face on right now. I, I noticed that when you get up at six a.m., every single person on the street just looks like they would want to be doing anything but what they're doing right that moment. So one of the one of the including great things, including the homeless guy who's like just <laughs> taking a shit. He probably is like, I He's wish like, I was God just still it. sleeping. Yeah. Um. Uh, one of the one of the charms that we've found for our show is we stumble into a lot of, of things that end up being very funny and very like uh, engaging for our audience, which I love. Um, but I think tonight's was the fact that if your dog was watching, which we, we did tell you mm-hmm. to have your dog watch, um, if your dog was watching the, the show and you heard our Berman sounds, your dog probably tried to attack the TV. We, we got dozens of clips sent to us by viewers, by yeah. award-winning watchers yeah. like the Mooch, yeah. um, with their dogs just freaking out on the TV. It also was uh, it was one of those ones where they're like, hey, guys, like act like you're excited to be in the primetime set. And we're like, uh, we don't have to act. Yeah, this we is were... fucking cool. Uh-huh. Like, this is our entire childhood right now. Yep. Um, all right, so tune in to Barstool Van Talk. It is, like we said, Tuesday nights, Wednesday morning, 1 a.m. Tuesday when, night, 1 a.m. Wednesday, Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning, 1 a.m. So if you watched it oh twenty five hundred hours. There we go. On Wednesdays. But well, no, it's 0-2500 on Tuesdays. Okay, you get the so extra one hour. hour. Oh, one hour. Oh, one hour. On Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah. Um, Zero yeah. Dark 60. Yeah, make sure you watch. We appreciate everyone supporting us. And like we said, it's going to be fun to watch it evolve. We're going to fun, like, episode 20. Be like, holy shit, this is way better than episode one. But episode one was good. We're going to stand by that, right? Yep. yep. Are we sure? Are we sure it's good? Let's, oh, let's look at the schedule. Wonky. Look at the schedule. Oh, so, yeah. We, I mean, we didn't play anyone tough this mm-hmm. week. No. <laughs> yeah, we just played ourselves. Might be good. Either yeah. or. Yeah, either or. We're not going to cross it off yet. No. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's get to Hot Seat. Cool. So episode one happened, and there was still an uprising happening at ESPN, particularly among the female employees that they did not want Barstool on ESPN's airwaves. And as Big Cat and PFT were sort of quiet throughout the next week, trying to, I think, admittedly trying to get episode two on the air, Dave was not being quiet. Dave was fighting against the uproar that was happening. He was fighting for the Barstool name, for the Stoolies, for Big Cat and PFT, I believe. But the person running... ESPN at the time, John Skipper, releases this state PR statement on 10-25, canceling Barstool Fan Talk. The statement reads, Effective immediately, I am canceling Barstool Van Talk. While we have approval of the content of the show, I eared in assuming we could distance ourselves for the Barstool site and its content. Apart from the decision, we appreciate the efforts of Big Cat and PFT Commenter. They delivered the show they promised. And what I'm about to say is in an original take, and you'll probably hear Dave, P, 
PFD and Big Cat say it. It's tough to say you thought you were distancing yourself from Barstool when the name of the television show was fucking Barstool Van Talk. You gotta come out with a better PR statement than that, John Skipper. Jesus Christ. Imagine thinking that statement would save face form. Just a dummy. But immediately after that statement was released, Pornoy has another emergency press conference. And this time it's on Periscope. Facebook Live is where I found it. Addressing the cancellation of Barstool Vantok. Emergency press conference, as I'm sure most people know. Uh, well, maybe not know. If you're watching this, you probably know. ESPN just unfortunately canceled uh, Barstool Vantok. The pressure... Uh, basically that they got internally, primarily the Sam Ponder tweet, was too much for them to overcome. Uh, and, and people are expecting scorched earth right now. You're going to get in between because I actually get why ESPN canceled the show. Uh, the executives there were put in a box. Uh, Sam Ponder, I'm not even really mad about her tweet. That was a grudge move. We attacked her. Uh, she waited for three years to drop revenge on our heads the night before. Um, and she got accomplished what she wanted to get accomplished. She got the show canceled. Uh, from what we heard, there was a mini uprising. And when I say mini, I guess like 95% of ESPN employees actually like Barstool. Um, and there's a small minority either for real reasons, they want their own show, shout out Sarah Spain. Uh, whatever the case may be, there are people who didn't like the show. And with anything we do with Barstool, the, silent, or the vocal minority stamps their feet, goes loud, loud, loud. But here's what this does. And by the way, I feel bad for PFT. I feel bad for Dan because the show is very good. It crushed in the 1 o'clock hour. Uh, for a debut, I think it was excellent. So I feel bad for that. Here's what I don't feel bad for. And here's, in a weird way, what has reinforced what I already knew. This is exactly, and I mean exactly, why Barstool Sports has to exist. It has to, because we're one of the few places, maybe the only place on the internet, where we don't let agendas dictate what we do. Like three years ago, I, I guess I called Sam Ponder a word that in hindsight I wish I took back so this didn't happen. But I don't take back the rift. I don't take back any of it. By the way, my legs are going to die in this stool. Um, because that's how we act. For 15 years, people who have followed this company know we just talk, shoot the sh try to be funny, don't let PC America get the best of us, and we'll continue to do that. That's why ESPN had to turn to us. ESPN needed us more than we need them. That, everybody's saying ESPN's not cool, no one's paying attention to ESPN. They're all paying attention to the barstools of the world. Why? Because we're authentic, and issues like this don't happen. They got pushed around. Anybody who thinks the ESPN executives want to cancel this show are nuts. They're a Walt Disney company. They got to cater to what all the complaints and the few say. We do not. We will not. This is not a first controversy. This reminds me of WEI back in the day. So WEI, they called me up because the same thing was happening to them. ESPN was struggling. They put me on the air. And then a controversy erupted outside of WEI Airways. And it's like that Batman quote. And in a time of desperation, they turned to a man they didn't really understand. That's essentially what ESPN did here. John Skipper saying he thought he could distance himself from Barstool. Don't know what that means. You hired Barstool. The deal was with Barstool. The reason you needed us is because we're Barstool. That's why this audience exists. And it's not going anywhere. And all this does is just reinforce the very reason we're the fastest growing media company in the world. Because we don't care about this. We will suffer a couple 
setbacks. We'll take a couple L's because in the end, it just makes us stronger, stronger, stronger because we're not changing. I haven't apologized for that rant. I wish I didn't use the word because three years ago was a very different social climate and we're ranting on something that was thought was fair. It's weird, by the way, how people do that with Barstool. They'll look and say, what we said five years ago doesn't count, but we will count what Barstool said five years ago against them. Again, it is what it is. ESPN had to know who they were getting in, in business with. We didn't change. We've been the same people for 15 years. The only thing that changed is their own internal employees had a mutiny, again, for reasons that may be some legitimate, some agenda-driven, but I'm promising you what these people did is going to make us stronger. Like, you want to see the difference between ESPN and Barstool? You want to say why everyone says Barstool is going to be the next ESPN? It's this, because we do things our way, for better or for worse, we'll continue to do it, and people who have been with us forever know we're not sexist, we're not chauvinistic, we're not any of it. We make fun of everybody. To be honest, ESPN, if you want to worry about a company uprising, I have said far more aggressive things, far more offending things, far more over-the-top things about all their NFL guys. Guys, Chris Mortensen. Sal pal. I've showed up, I've mocked these people, I've heckled these people. So to say, oh, I didn't know how to distance from Barstool, we make fun of everybody. It's 15 years. I keep saying it. I haven't chosen my words carefully. I haven't tried to offend people on purpose. We just sit in a room and we talk and we try to be funny and bring a little light into people's days. We'll continue to do that. We're not going to let advertisers, we're not going to let Mickey Mouse push us around. And in the end, I'm telling you, this is going to make us stronger. It sucks the show is off, but for the future and the confidence of this company, there is nothing that ESPN actually could have done to illustrate why we are rising and why they are falling. I get why they had to do it. They are a much bigger company, stock, investors, all that stuff, headaches. Maybe it wasn't worth it. For Barstool, we will move on and we got stronger like we always do. That, you know, that's pretty much it. I think I said it all. People probably expecting more of the burned. It's not. In a weird way, it's like, oh my God, ESPN, you just played right into our hands. Like, how stupid were you to think you could get Barstool without getting Barstool? Like, we haven't changed. And, you know, Sam Ponder, she drops a tweet the day before, all her reasons, whatever. It's a grudge move. I, I don't agree with a lot of the reasons why she said she did it when she did it. But as a guy who loves to hold a grudge, it's tough to be like, ooh, this girl waited for three years to drop it the day before the show answered. Kind of tip your cap and move on. Uh, ESPN, if it wasn't going to be her who complained, somebody was going to complain. We bashed so many people there. You'd think they would have known that. Again, we're just going to get stronger. We'll continue to sail. The flag has never been higher, and we'll keep shooting our cannons. And unfortunately, for a world where everybody is like, why is everybody watching Barstool? What makes Barstool so good? Say authenticity, and nobody else can do it. We're in a unique place to do it, uh, and we'll continue to do it and get stronger. Admittedly, shout out to Dave on this one. Admits, hey, good on Sam Ponder for sitting on that fucking tweet for three years. It's a move Dave would have done. It's a grudge move. Be hypocritical for him. <clears throat> and even, like, I feel as a stoolie, it'd be hypocritical for me as a stoolie to not be like, damn, that's, that's a barstool move if I've ever seen one in my life. But at the same time, that also means you've—they've all made a powerful enemy out of Dave Pornoy, and as we all know, and we'll find out soon here in a little bit, Dave Pornoy sold his soul to the devil a long time ago, and Dave Pornoy always gets the last laugh. But let's get 
the PMT guys' reactions. They open that same day they go record an episode, and they just they give all their thoughts. And before I give my reaction to that, I'll let them give their thoughts here, and then I'll react to it. Today is Wednesday, October 25th. Part of my take is not affiliated with any of the following programs. Baseball Today, Bass Center, College Basketball's Greatest Games, College Football's Greatest Games, ESPN Hollywood, MLS Extra Time, NASCAR Now, Nation's Business Today, NHL Tonight, RPM Tonight, Speed Week, Sports Night, The Trifecta. Cold Pizza, The Fantasy Show, Jim Rome is Burning, Olbermann, Outside the Lines Nightly, Quite Frankly with Stephen A. Smith, Sports Night, Talk 2, Unscripted with Chris Connolly, Up Close. Two-Minute Drill, All-American, Battle of the Gridiron Stars, Beg, Borrow, and Deal, Bill Walton's strange, Long Strange Chip, bon- Bonds on Bonds, Bound for Glory, The Bronx is Burning, Cheap Seats, The Contender, The Bronx is Burning 2, Dream Job, Free Agent, I'd Do Anything, It's the Shoes, Night School, The Life, 9 for 9, Playmakers, The Bronx is Burning 3, Shaquille, Stump the Schwab, Teammates, Tilt. ESPN Arena Football Monday, ESPN Day Game, ESPN National Hockey Night, ESPN Speed World, MLS Soccer Saturday, NASCAR and ESPN, Sunday Night Football, Thursday Night Baseball, Tuesday Night Fights, IndyCar Series on ESPN, and Body Shaping. And Barstool Van Talk. So Mm -hmm. that is all the programs we are no longer affiliated with. We start like we did uh, 18 months ago when we first got ceased and desisted by ESPN for using Pardon My Take as a name. We use that exact same intro to make everyone know that we are not affiliated with ESPN. And again, today is October 25th and we are not affiliated with ESPN. History repeats itself. And so uh, unfortunately we learned nothing from the past. Um, we wanted to talk to you guys. We're going to get serious for a little bit at the beginning. Oh, wait, before we do that, can I make a quick joke? We lasted as long as Rick Pitino in an Italian restaurant. That's good. Um, we're going to get serious with you guys because we, we we rarely do this, but um, you are as big a part of the show as we are, and we feel like we want to share with you what happened because there's been a lot of stuff that's been written about us from a lot of different places, some of it true, some of it not true. Um, we wanted to give you kind of the background straight from the horse's mouth and uh, and kind of let you know how the process went, what our frustrations were, what we would change if we had to do it all over again, what we wouldn't change. But at the end of the day, we got an episode on the air. Ooh. It, it's a cult classic. Yes. We were, we were joking earlier. It's like a, it's a miracle baby. It's a baby that had its umbilical cord around its neck in the wound and everything went wrong and the mother didn't have a vagina and they did a C-section and they tried to take it out and they took it out and it was blue. graphic. Yeah. And yeah, there was placenta everywhere, mm. and the dad wouldn't even eat, eat that. He, the dad wouldn't eat the placenta. He tried to suck it up with a, with mm. a, a straw, and it didn't work. Put a little shrimp it in it. It was too thick. Yeah, and um, the little baby was sick. It got pneumonia in the first two days in the hospital, and and it had a heart transplant. Jimmy Kimmel cried about it, and like all sorts of stuff happened. <laughs> and then we saved it. We saved this little baby, and okay. we took it out, okay. and we walked out in the street, and a fucking bald eagle came and snatched Snatch it out of her hand, right out of her hand. Then we got hit by a bus. Yes. Uh, all right. Dallas, you're probably confused right now. Let's reset. <laughs> our our one uh, episode of Barstool Van Talk that went on ESPN2 last week, the show has been canceled. It was canceled by ESPN. Uh, we're very disappointed, and I'd say it's a combination of disappointed, heartbreak, embarrassment. I yeah. know embarrassment sounds ridiculous, but it's something where like we were very excited. And this whole process was never our 
dream to be on TV. Uh, it was never something that we have to be on TV. It was something that was kind of presented to us, and we thought it was going to be a really cool opportunity mm-hmm. to give you guys more content, different content. So to have that kind of rip from us, uh, it sucks. Yeah. It's I, There's no sugarcoating it. It fucking sucks, and... Uh, I think there's some people to be blamed for it, but it sucks. Yeah, there's some anger, but to touch on what you said about embarrassment, we're not embarrassed about the product we put out there. We're not embarrassed about what we did uh, leading up to the show to try to get it on the air. We're not embarrassed about really anything that has to do with the content of the show. Um, It's mostly just the fact of, like, my mom called me yesterday and was like, hey, I heard your show got canceled after one week. That's kind of embarrassing. Mm -hmm. Just as a person, that's... that's, Tough text messages. People just feeling bad for you. Exactly. Uh, So, But but to reiterate what Big Cat said, don't feel bad for us. We're going to be fine. Um, I guess I'll I'll give a little context to how this all happened. It started, like, what, eight months ago, Mm -hmm. back in March. Um, ESPN came to Erica and they said that they were interested in part of my take. They uh, have enjoyed our show. They they sent a lot of their talent over to us in the last year or so um, to to do interviews, and they wanted uh, myself, Big Cat, and Hank to put together a part of my take show. And um, we kind of went back and forth. It, it's it was a you know pretty cool thing to have this opportunity come to you where ESPN's like, hey, we want you to do a television show. Sounds like a a good opportunity to branch out a little bit and try something fun. And um, I guess as the summer went on, things got closer to actually happening. Um, we, in the last like two weeks or so, um, the name change got suggested from part of my take to Barstool Van Talk and. Um, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I was against the name change. I thought part of my take made sense from a branding standpoint, from what we've built right here to, to bring our audience over to, uh, to television. I thought it made all the sense of the world to keep the show's name as part of my take. Dave felt otherwise, and um, I think you, you probably see yeah, so I, more than I, I do. I agree with Dave on that point just because this was never a deal that was going to get us millions of dollars. Uh, the deal was to get more eyeballs. It was to, you know, Barstool's never been on TV. We did a comedy run central, uh, you know, comedy central run. That was a four week, four, you know, episode special. This was a 20 week deal. We were supposed to be on ESPN two all the way to like late February. So to get, you know, new eyeballs, to get people to fall in love with us, I understood it. It had to be, it had to be branded that way. I think we all knew it was going to probably cause some problems, but I, I understood it. And, uh, you know, we, we've been the past, you know, summer months leading up, we've been kind of storing ideas for this TV show. That's why Larry's picks have been live periscoped. We, you know, last year they obviously were a little bit higher production. A lot of our energy has been put into getting this show ready. I, I'll say, I don't think we've put any less energy. In fact, we probably put more energy into the podcast. Yeah, it's just video stuff. It's the video stuff right. that I think was more focused on the upcoming TV show. But yeah, we disagree on, on that part about the name. I just kind of saw that as... Um, as a pretty clear sign that there was going to be some significant backlash. And there was. And uh, so, obviously, everyone knows Sam Ponder uh, ha- you know, tweeted that stuff out. It caused an entire shitstorm. Uh, people began the whole, let's find what someone said in the past, which, for the record, I think is bullshit. I've said many things that I'm sure if you showed to me today, I'd be like, eh, probably not the best. But I think more than anything, more than like one tweet or one word you said, you should be judged by the totality of everything you d- you've done. And I will stand by everything I've done at Barstool. I'll stand by the platform that it's given me. I'll stand by the audience that I've built. None of that is changing. Uh, I did listen, obviously, to the, the pick'em that Dave and I did when he called her a slut. 
I think that was, you know, it, looking back on it, it was stupid. And I, I apologize for that word, and I apologize for laughing. Uh, but I think the rest of the rant was kind of like that's that's what we do. You know, we make fun of you know everything, and we, you know, it was it was all kind of in context of what we do. So when you take something from 2014, take it out, rip it out of its context, put it in 2017, I, things are not going to look great all the time. But more Including than anything, Sam Ponder's tweets herself. Yeah. Right. Right. But that but 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 at the end of the day, I it, it, people who uh what sucked was it became an entire controversy that we couldn't talk about because the show was on thin ice and any word that we said could basically jeopardize it and all we cared about in this room was getting you guys the show. So my silence on Twitter, some people will be like, "Oh man, he doesn't want to say, oh man, middleman Dan, oh man, he's trying to he's trying to play the politics game." I literally was just trying to make sure the show got out. I don't think that uh, you you can stop using the term middleman Dan, I think because like what, it's a trumpism what, that Dave does to undercut me. What you were doing at the time was actually just being like a good person because you didn't want to create a pile on. You didn't want to create well, and like I, didn't, a, I wanted the show to get out. Yeah, you didn't want to create right. a distraction. You were you were doing the right thing at the time. So like yeah, don't don't even but, worry about that stuff. The, the point is looking back on it, I think it was wrong. The slut thing was wrong. I think the uh timing of Sam Ponder's tweet, the grudge that she held, she had every right to be upset. But it was clear that it was it was put out there to undermine and cancel this show. And it was clear that other people at ESPN had the same exact motives and wanted to get this show canceled. And to those people who we all know who they are, like, I'll never forgive you. And that's just and, – and I really wish ESPN had, uh, you know, stood tall on it because I think it was shitty that – they put us on, and then they basically took us off when they knew that this all could come a, come brewing. They should have just never put us on to begin and with. Nothing, it was mismanaged from right. the beginning. Nothing changed between that Tuesday that it got on the air and the following Monday when it was canceled. Um, they should have just not let the show go on the air because on that Tuesday, that's when um, kind of Dave looked back through Sam's tweets started firing off some tweets at her, kind of reignited the controversy a little bit. And at that point, ESPN had a meeting about two hours till till the show debuted. And um, the question was, are we going to pull the show? Right. It was a very realistic possibility that the show was going to get canceled. And it was funny. Like, at the time, we... Uh, we all just kind of like dropped what we were doing and just paced around the room and started punching walls. And Hank <laughs> found out about a minute and a half after that, that Gordon Hayward had broke his leg tragically and and, uh, Hank and almost died. Hank just fell on the ground and stayed on the ground wow, for about a half hour. We thought our show was getting taken off the air. Yeah, but then that's twenty minutes ever. So in retrospect, I think that it probably would have been a good idea to just cancel the show at that point. Yeah, and and uh, I I'll, you know I'll say one thing. It sucks yeah. because I like. Obviously, this was in the works for a long time, and I'm, I was skeptic. I didn't think there was points. I figured ESPN was going to have problems and cancel the show. So I was expecting that call, and I was just so pissed that it happened two hours before the show. Mm-hmm. But it was even worse to yes. then think it was happening and yeah. get over that I, hump yes. and then go back to it not happening. I woke up Wednesday after the first show, and for the first time in like six months, I was like, fuck, we got a show. Mm-hmm. Like, we've got a show. And... um. You know, the whole thing has been just a fucking draining, draining week, and it's one of those things where I, I you know, I, I probably in the moment I, I, I like wrote and deleted a million tweets. Like I said, we were just trying to get a show to you guys, mm-hmm. and like Dave is gonna Barstool is what it is. People know what we are. 
Uh, I don't. I, I stand by what I've done at Barstool. I stand by you know the the last five years. I have. There's no other platform that would let me do it. Like that's the thing. Like people keep saying, you know, uh, we're selling out or anything. Like I love doing what I do, and I love doing it here, and I love being able to be the person I am. And I know that I would. No other company would let me do that. I think we we didn't uh, you know hit every single note we could have hit. We didn't fucking. We didn't like just let something go or apologize when it could have been we could have been like hey we could get to a bigger thing and that's the thing we always say dave dave preaches we want to reach the moon well that's what we're doing here we're trying to get to the moon and and this was part of getting the moon so to have it taken away sucks and one other thing to to the you know two or three people at espn that fought so hard to, to keep us off the air if they had on the air if they had no 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 people that fought so oh, hard to keep off us the off air. the yeah, air yeah yeah um if if they had spent any period of time listening to part of my take, right. reading the stuff that you and I write, just uh, knowing what we're all about, they would probably th- they would probably agree with ninety nine percent of the right. shit that we say, and, and, and they think that we're right. funny, and they think that it was a talented show, and they would think that it would be a really good thing to have on there as a, as a breath of fresh air. But instead, they chose to go with just kind of like a lazy, ignorant point of view about it, and and kind of lump us in with something that somebody said three years ago in like in just an out of bounds rant. That yes, it sucked, but it has nothing to do with what we produce. But Here's here's the one thing that I'll slightly disagree with you. I deserve to be lumped in because guess what? My my ha- Twitter handle is Barstool Big Cat. I've been working at Barstool for five years. I've helped build this company through like you know blood, sweat, and tears. It, it, there's no you, you lump me in because I am lumped in. What I think we've gotten to, and a point we've gotten to, is like any other media company, our voices should all you know. You know, Dave's voice and my voice are not the same. We disagree on things many times. I've publicly been, you know, like chastised from inside these walls for disagreeing with Dave on Aaron Andrews. Or, you know, sometimes people will like harass other people on Twitter in the name of Barstool. And I've said that's fucking bullshit and it shouldn't happen. I get chastised for that from inside these walls. But that's the point. You, if you know me, if you listen to me, you know the person I am and people who know that, like, they trust me, they like what I do, and, and they want to see me succeed. It's it's one of those things that people just look at it, just knee-jerk reaction. They look at, like, two things, and they're like, okay, these guys are the worst. Like, lump them all together, and like I said, I am lumped into Barstool because I am Barstool, but... We have different voices, just like ESPN has different voices, just like Fox has different voices, just like CNN has different voices. We've gotten to a point now where you should be able to say, that guy, like, you know, I maybe I don't agree with everything someone else said, but I agree with everything, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's one of those things that we all should be able to, to rise together on that. Um, I do want to say, as much as I think ESPN mismanaged this, I want to give a shout out to three people who have had our backs throughout uh, Burke Magnus, who uh, believed in us, I think still does believe in us, and fought for us, and tried to keep you know the show on air, um, you know through and through. I, he, I, we can't thank him enough because it's it's something. It feels special to have someone uh, really like. I see these guys, and I see something different, and I, I know that they're gonna like, you know, be able to reach the expectations I have for him. And he believed in us. And we can't thank him enough. 
Um, the powers to be at ESPN, it got to a point where, where they couldn't handle the internal pressure. Like we said, I think they probably should have seen it coming. They probably shouldn't mm-hmm. even gone down that road. But uh, that you know, once they get that internal pressure, there's not a lot they can do. Um, I also want to shout out our personal friends, Scott Van Pelt and Ryan Rossillo, not to name drop, but those guys have always had our back. They've always been mentors. They've always given us advice. They had us um, on their shows, Scott, back in February, which is really the catalyst for all this, I think, right. was when uh, ESPN executives saw that we could appear on their airwaves without pissing ourselves and like throwing shit at the camera. We almost did. Yeah, we, all, we came pretty close. So uh, our relationship with ESPN going forward, uh, not great. You want to give it all you think? Uh, you think? It's but not that, great. But that doesn't mean that like we wouldn't have, if, if like Rex Ryan Correct. wanted to come on the show, obviously we're going to interview Rex Ryan because we want to deliver a good show to you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys deserve top of the line guests if we can get them. Um, we're not going to be taking like just random people from ESPN to make them look cool on well, our on our airwaves. But but if it's yeah, if it's like Rex Ryan, John Gruden, any of these you're just guys naming our wish list. Yeah, any of these guys that, <laughs> that we've wanted to interview for a while, yeah. like, obviously we're going to go it's, ahead and do it's that. It's exactly what I just said. There are people uh if there are people out there who hate uh certain people at Barstool, fine. There are people out there who hate certain people at ESPN, fine. We have personal friends at ESPN. There are a lot of good people at ESPN. There are mm-hmm. a lot of people who had our back. There are a lot of people that we will continue to have on the show and continue to be friends with because guess what? The world is too small to start throwing out friends because of a failed TV show. But guess what? You're you're like an elephant and you're not going to forget. I'm not going to forget. Not, no, the people not, who the people it, who, who who actively tried to uh undermine uh this, fuck them. Honestly, just fuck them all because I know who they are. They know who they are. And I like I said, they should have had our back if they wanted to put the show on. It sucks that they didn't. It sucks that this all didn't work out. I'm pissed. I'm angry. But uh, at the end of the day, all, the numbers speak for themselves, and we're going to be fine because talent wins out. And I know that sounds cocky. I know that's kind of like patting ourselves on the back. But guess what? When we get uh, people who are like basically trying to sabotage everything we do, we have a right to stand up and say that our numbers and what we do stands for itself and who we are as people stand for themselves, and people should feel confident and, and comfortable working for us. And I think there's a lot of people who are like that, but the people who aren't and the people who sabotage us behind the scenes – they can go fuck themselves. We're going to be good. That wasn't a fat joke, by the way, when I said the elephant no, but thing. but I do but, not forget. But the spin zone- I actually do forget a lot. The spin zone is uh, that you don't have to go on your one-day-a-week diet before show day. So mm, nice. Yeah. So on Sunday nights, you don't have to order uh, burritos instead of chicken wings. Yeah, Chinese food. Mm-hmm. I also like just tell everyone, like, I'll admit it, I was thinking about dyeing my hair. Because yeah. the gray, the grays are getting. I was gonna go jet black and just be like, "What? I don't notice anything." Colin different. Coward style, just show up on the air, totally <laughs> yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, pretty good spin zone there. Um, also, I think you. I'm pretty sure you get a tax break if you get fired. Mm. So we can oh, collect unemployment, unemployment, maybe. Yeah. Ooh. So we don't have to we, do them. We don't have to do our taxes. Yeah. So we and also there's a second Oof. episode of Barstool Van Talk out yeah. there. The lost episode. Yeah. Uh, it's like the cl- the clown that never cried or whatever the that Holocaust movie. Yeah, it sounds like a real fun, yeah. a real romp. Um, so <laughs> we can maybe try to sell it to Martin Shkreli. Ooh. See if he'll buy it for like two mil. Yeah. We also can just make fun of ourselves. It's like just another thing we can make fun of. I said we're going to make some shirts, uh, say, you know, like uh, we made, we uh, had an ESPN show and all we got was this lousy shirt. Yeah. Like that'll be good. That'll be a fun gag. I Get also- it? We've done 
combined with the rundown, we've done one full week of television. Ooh, yeah, that's yeah. Good. Uh, that's a. I mean, the rundown sucked that we didn't get picked up. I don't think people realize this was supposed to be a twenty-run episode. Like we yeah. were supposed to go to like end of February. I'd, so I'd be lying if I didn't say that there was a, a significant feeling of relief when mm-hmm. the show was canceled. Oh, because yeah. Because we always talk about how awesome it is to cancel plans. It's the best. If like if my friend calls and is like, "Hey, I can't make dinner tonight," I'm like, "Sweet, I'm going to sit on my couch and watch meaningless sports." Dude, I played three games of Madden today. Yeah, Went pretty awesome, more, right? Not to brag. And so we get that hit of of uh, of endorphins whenever we cancel <laughs> yeah. small plans. We Imagine should... canceling Ooh. a 20-week television show that you don't have to do anymore. It was pretty fucking sweet. ESPN, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, ESPN, if you're listening to this, uh, feel free to offer us another run of these shows and then just cancel just it cancel. again. Just, we yeah. actually, I'm you know what the least you could do is just keep canceling us yeah. so we can just keep getting that high. I'm chasing that dragon right yeah. now. I need Fuck to start yes. getting more TV shows canceled because it is awesome. I also Googled um, what to do when you get fired. Okay. So uh, first thing, this is I think- like Don't on, leave. What's up? Don't leave. Don't leave. Yeah, just stay yeah. there. Yeah, this is on one of those job around. sites. I forget yeah, which one it was. People forget Hank got fired and just didn't leave. Um, Worked no, out. Number one is manager emotions. Oh, so oh, we got we started taking JMO shots right away. That yeah, was really good of good. us. Yeah, I, I drank a margarita and then like nineteen Bud Lights. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, we manage our emotions like Dusty Baker manages. Yeah, in that sense of the word. I got so high that I couldn't fucking feel my face last night. <laughs> I actually, did you guys watch Monday Night Football? Nope, a little bit. There's a there's a uh, uh, Call of Duty. Ad mm-hmm. that's like two minutes long. Oh, those are the best. I I, I like I, in the game. No, I actually like started to freak out because I thought like I had like was watching a movie because mm-hmm. I was so high. And it, oh. I re- I rewound it because I was like, wait, I gotta make sure. Was that really as long? It was a minute long. Mm-hmm. It was quite a day of emotions yesterday. Yes, it was a, that Jimmy V quote where like if you can laugh, cry, and come all in the same day, that's yeah, a hell of a day. Come. Yeah, that's two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah, we laughed. What and else cried. we got? Uh, number two, or no, yeah, number two is don't burn bridges. So, did anybody from Barstool say anything bad about ESPN? No, we're good. Yeah, we're fine. We're okay, moving we're on. Good. Um, pick your battles was another one. Um, I kind of I blame God, so I don't know if that's a, if he's a powerful and needs oh, to make man. or not. I know people keep getting mad at me too because like I I'll tell you t- shout out to uh, Tyler uh, Trill Withers who's who's one of our best guys mm-hmm. at Barstool. He changed my he's like uh, the Caddyshack like uh, when Bill Murray's like talking about his uh, game with uh, Gandhi or mm-hmm. no was it Gandhi or yeah, no, yeah, the, it was Gandhi. No, no, no. What was it? Yeah, he, he was playing with his eminence. No, it wasn't Gandhi, though. It was the whatever Pope. the fuck that guy, the other guy. Salvador, Dalai Lama. Dalai Lama. Dalai Lama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yes. had, you have received Dalai enlightenment. Yeah, yeah, Trill gave me Dalai Lama's kind of advice when he said, all you have to do when you go on Twitter every morning is just say, I'm not here to argue. <laughs> and like the last month, I've just been like, every time I want to argue, I'm like, I'm not here to argue. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to argue. Because no one wins an internet fight. That and no one knows no what they're one. talking about. No, no one ever wins an internet fight. Mm-hmm. I've learned that. I've gotten in I've gotten in many internet fights. I've gotten in internet fights I regret over and over. No one wins an internet fight. And then the last one is to start over. So I got drunk, which is basically hitting the reset button on your brain. Mm-hmm. So I started completely over last night. Yep. I don't even remember getting fired. Yeah. I ate like four bowls of cereal this morning. That counts. Yeah. It was like in eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Yeah. You don't have to go to like a fancy doctor to do that. You just have to essentially assault your brain with IPAs. Yeah. So, okay. So uh, let's wrap this up. We'll get to our interview with Dan Ooh, Patrick. Also, if you lose a job, uh, blame Bernie Sanders. Yeah. That's another good one good to do. Good point. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't include that one. So just in summation... Sucks we got canceled. We could we wish we could have done a couple things differently, but at the end of the day, it was politics out of our control. Um, I regret, you know, like I said, I regret I I regret like the, the, the slut comment was wrong. I regret that, but but for the most part, I'm sure if you pointed out to something in the past, 
I probably would cringe at a couple things, and I've made mistakes, but I'll own them. And it's funny, I, Hank, you were saying like this whole game now of people just pulling up old tweets. Like no one wins that game. No. Like we all said shitty things. As long as you just admit, like as long as you don't try to like hypocritically go after everyone and white knight, which I don't think I've ever done. Like we we've all said shitty things. I'll fucking own anything I've. Said. Finally, for the first time as stoolies and award-winning listeners, we got the real rawness from those guys about how they felt finally after a week of them sort of walking on the eggshells that they felt like they had to. Especially PFT, who really admitted that he didn't want Barstool in the name. He thought it was a bad, he thought it was a bad idea from the jump. And I, as a stoolie, I side with Big Cat and Dave on that, where it was a Barstool show. At the end of the day. And I think it was, like I said, this was 18 months into part of my take. So this means it w- we were about 18 months into PFT's career at Barstool. He was definitely not all in on Barstool. He was all in on part of my take with Big Cat and Hank. But as far as Barstool, he you know, he didn't really have a relationship with Portnoy. That's been that's been stated before. He So why would he want his dream of being on ESPN be in jeopardy over the brand Barstool. Of course, now we've gone to know I, I'm pretty, he just signed a, I'm going to guess, seven-figure contract with Barstool. PFT is definitely all in on Barstool now. But again, emotions were high. I can definitely, and as a stoolie, I admittedly was like, Ugh, I don't know if I'm all if I'm all in as a stoolie on PFT at that time, you know? It kind of was a two-way street, but like I said, he he just signed a great deal. He's done. He's expanded other things than part of my take, and is obviously not going to be going anywhere for a long, long time. And as far as Big Cat goes, I've appreciated it as a stoolie and listening back that he was like, "No, it's fucking Barstool or nothing." Like Big Cat admitted, he wouldn't be anything without Barstool. Part of my take wouldn't be anything without Barstool. Having Barstool get the exposure made the most sense, and they would do it again for any other TV show that would ever come in the future, even though I don't know if a TV show will ever come again in the future, now that I think about it. So yeah, at the time, it looked like Barstool took a massive L, I guess, in a way, a massive loss. I think think now, looking back, they definitely did not take a loss. And we'll just fast forward two months later to twelve eighteen of 2017. John Skipper out as head of ESPN. And they released this statement. I have struggled for many years with a substance addiction. I have decided that the most important thing I can do right now is to take care of my problem. I have disclosed that decision to the company and we mutually agreed that it was appropriate that I resign. So the details that actually came out was he was being extorted by his cocaine dealer. And as I said, about five minutes, ten minutes ago maybe, Dave Portnoy always gets the last laugh. And what Dave Portnoy does to his enemies is he puts their names on an Ace of Spades champagne bottle. And old Johnny Skipper had his name on one of those bottles. And Dave pops it on the rundown that just so happened to start 
the second ESPN announces John Skipper resigns. Here's that rundown from December 18th, 2017 with Prez, Big Cat, and KFC. Time for that. Uh, I, so shout out to Cart. Um, we're, we're doing an early rundown today because I'm traveling. I have a flight later. But just, so it's 11.15. News just broke. Like four like, minutes ago. As we were sitting down that John Skipper, the president of ESPN, arch enemy, almost number one, that Dr. Evil, Dr. No, the Roger Rabbit, bad guy Dr. looking Doom. motherfucker, Dr. Doom, has resigned effectively immediately from ESPN. It is a huge victory for us. I love watching my enemies go down. They say he had substance abuse. That stinks for him, but it's probably a cop-out. It's kind of <laughs> convenient timing that after he canceled BBT and had all that negative press, that article came out about all the discrimination and gender issues they have there. Suddenly, little John Skipper, who had that fake contract out, fellas, I have this. I've been waiting for a special occasion. This Ace is this is the John Skipper? This is the John Skipper The gold bottle, which I knew eventually. I thought that would be for Sam Ponder. No, well, I have plenty of bottles. Every time I get a time, Every time I have an enemy developed from the woodwork, I get a new bottle of champagne, and I just put little names on it. You actually did? Yeah. You actually have John Skipper on there? I already took it on. No, no, I did. I did. It was in the back. And then I wait. Engraved. You got it engraved. Your grudge knows no bounds. You I, I, every single person. No, I put a little note card. I should engrave it. That yeah, would be smart. I just put one and just put it on like a rack. Like I a just put a little note card. I literally yeah. have note cards. Like this one gets popped when John popping, Skipper goes down. Sarah Ponder, when Sarah Ponder's done, I have a bottle for her. Sarah Spain, Sarah Spain, I got a bottle for you. I didn't think it would be Skipper so fast because they just redid it. But congratulations, John Skipper, you crossed the pirate ship. This is ten years. John Skipper has some Ace of Spades. BBT, by the way, may be coming back. Uh, I mean, you're alive, baby. Yeah, you're alive. I just want to say, uh, if John Skipper, if the substance abuse is real, ah. I hope you get help. Get help. Get the Whatever. help you need. As we drink he our champagne. Probably, he was probably fucking drunk when he canceled BBT because something Barstool would do in the future. Worry about your own issues, motherfucker. And by the way, uh, I did this with Derek He could, could be time. back. There's one guy who, if he becomes president of ESPN, BBT would be like, skip a beat, like, boom, second episode just comes out of nowhere. And I've proven this because I had, yeah. I had major issues with WEI until Glenn Ordway was fired and that little midget Jason Wolf and everybody who fucking crossed me all got fired and WEI was up in flames as Barcelona was rising like a phoenix. <laughs> and then I'm fine with WEI. It's right. like they got rid so of all the people I hate. Yeah. So if ESPN, this skipper, this clown is gone. He's in rehab, which is sad, but too bad. Um, <laughs> if they want to put BVT on the air, yeah. I'll be friends with ESPN. I yeah. have no problem with that. Yeah. So we drank, we celebrated. It's not it, the company, it's the people. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right. And once you eliminate the people, fine. I have right. no problem. So yeah. uh, shout out, but seriously, get the help you need, John. Get yeah. the help you need. Dead serious about that. We're here like, for you. I love gloating because I hate you and you shouldn't have crossed us. And it's just another, another somebody. And everyone knows I like dancing on graves. Like, that's my thing. Yeah. So, so this guy's know. out. I dance on his grave. Yes. I do the cha cha. I do a two step, have a little champagne. And uh, hopefully, uh, Sam Ponder, the next bottle will be for you. 
or Sarah Spain. I think I'd want Sarah Spain first. I hate her more than Pond. Whoever it is, the long lesson in the 15 years, if you cross us, you will go down and you will go down hard. It's like Al Davis, the quarterback must go down and he must go down hard. That's what happens. Um, where's my note card so we can do the rest of today? What a beautiful way to start the holiday season. Yeah. What what a, are we still in Hanukkah? Is this a Hanukkah? Yeah, it's like the sixth or seventh day. Happy sixth day yeah. of Hanukkah. It's yeah. a Hanukkah miracle. There you go. And Hanukkah, no less. I cannot no believe less. that happened out of nowhere. Unbelievable. Like, in a rundown we were doing early, too. Yeah, like, I was. I thought it was a joke at first. I did, too. I still, this timing makes no sense. Like, no, it makes perfect sense. No, but, it, the, yeah, uh, that it makes perfect sense. Out, but, right, right, but it, the I mean, excuse... He, there's something going on with all those sexual yes. allegations. It has the, way, the whole thing seems fishy. Yeah, oh, the, he, there's for sure bigger issues. And ESPN thinks we're stupid, substance no. abuse. Eh, eh. No, I hope it's not. I'm but. sure. I bet you there will be more news within 48 hours on that dude. Oh, John Skipper. Shame. Interesting. Popping Shame. a bottle of champagne. They should have you run ESPN, Dave. What if, they, what if you were, Maybe what if you were I running for the president? I, I, I'd be in. Turn that thing around. I mean, I wouldn't ignore any of the allegations. I wouldn't. Let, let me say this. If any of our women are pregnant or anything like that, take as much time. You took a fucking maternity leave yeah, for like Kevin, six months. Kevin just got back leave. a week ago. Yeah. Maternity leave. We're very <laughs> progressive. We're a very progressive company. <laughs> we, we are. Oh, John Skipper. Yeah, Dave didn't mention one time that you were out. No. He, yeah. no. he let me he do it in very complete old, peace. Yeah. He was very supportive. But I didn't, I didn't, didn't, didn't drag you make you work in front of the camera. Yeah, I chirped you we have work ethic here. By the way, breaking news, John Skipper resigned as the president of ESPN. Oh, that happened so fast after yeah. he crossed us, it's yeah. unbelievable. It actually is. I mean, if you... It's, it's, a, it's if you, scary fast. If you still need any proof that Dave sold his soul to the devil mm -hmm. and he just gets what he wants, I, what more can I show you? Even I'm Between surprised. You said, Dave, it, I, I expected John Skipper to, to go down at some point. But that, that was fast. so fast. That fast. It was like overnight. It was almost like they were like, we can't fire them the second the BVT thing happens. Yeah, we got to give it. Obvious. Yeah, let's right. let Thanksgiving pass, and then we'll do it right before I, Christmas. I, you know what? I bet they were hoping that the, the Globe article was actually like good and like a bombshell. Mm -hmm. And then when it wasn't, they were like, ah, fuck it. Let's just do it anyway. Unbelievable. Yeah. And, and like you said, Kevin, I've never bought into your deal with the devil stuff. This, How could you not? This is eye-opening. Combine that with... I've said it once. I've said it a million times. Grudge Dave Portnoy is my favorite Dave Portnoy. And sort of after that, there was just, it really died down the sort of the Barstool Van Talk, ESPN Barstool relationship. Two, on the two year anniversary, Bar, uh, PMT did a Barstool Gold, which, if you don't know, was a thing Barstool tried where you would pay for their content. I, I paid for it, but it, once Corona hit, they got rid of it. It wasn't a big. It was. They admittedly it wasn't a big hit, and something that Chernin made Barstool do. It wasn't something Portnoy or Erica wanted. But PMT did an AMA about Barstool Van Talk on it. It was very interesting, and it's worth a listen. So I'm gonna play that for you guys now. Use special Barstool Van Talk edition two year. So we thought we would do this. Last year we did a live show. This year, if you don't know, we had an ESPN show. It got for one day. It got canceled. But we thought we'd go down memory lane. We do it every year. This is going to be like... It was like three weeks old. It was a three-week life. Well, like it got announced. This is going to be like our, our Mercury Morris thing, though. Like every... You know, when the last team, undefeated team, loses, they pop champagne. Every year on October 17th, we're going to text each other and be like... Remember that time we had a show for one day? I've just resolved to not think about it unless it's on October 17th. Correct. Well, that's, that's what it is. It's, it's the I timeline. Just, like people, it's like you get 
added on all these tweets of like, oh, this was amazing. And it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Time hop fucked us. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have remembered this year if people didn't have time hop on their Facebook. Correct. Um, so yeah, we're going to get a little serious. Do you guys have any, do you guys, do you guys guys want to start with any thoughts you've had today in Uh, the two years that have passed? None. Feels like forever. That's that's my first one. Yeah. I had a thought earlier. It does feel like a long time. Um, and I was thinking about how cool it was getting to say that we had a show on ESP. That was actually the best part about having the show Mm -hmm. was the two week build up to the show where I got to tell everybody in my life, hey, I have a show on ESPN. And then uh, just never mention it again to him. Yep, I remember. <laughs> yeah, no, it's very true because it was like that period of, of just thinking, oh, shit, we did this? We're, we're about to do this? I remember the day after it aired on that Wednesday, I remember leaving my house and being like, we got a fucking show. Uh-huh. This is cool. Yeah. This is fucking cool. Sup, guys. We always knew BVT was going to get kicked off the air somehow. How did you guys imagine it getting canceled? Uh, nudity. Good question. Um, nudity is a good one. Although uh, they they were pretty sure we we tried. We did. We tried nudity on the first episode. We did. Yeah. With with uh, Peter North's cock. We did try that. Um, my balls made an appearance through the sweatpants in the first episode. They had to be blurred out. Uh, there was. You know what? So I was talking about this earlier today. I actually think that if we didn't do, if we didn't get canceled. I don't think that the Caps would have won the Stanley Cup that year. Oh. Because I definitely wouldn't have been able to eat shit on the ESPN true. airwaves. True. And that's the whole reason they won. That is true. That's a butterfly effect. I think we would have gotten canceled. I don't know. Probably exactly how it went down. Just eventually someone would have bitched and been like, these guys can't be on ESPN. And then boom. Well, would probably, Oof. if we're being honest, it was a lot of work to do that one show. And if we had done that for two months after the fact, we would have gotten very, very lazy doing that show. Right. And they probably just would have been like, okay, this show is not very good anymore. Right. They canceled us. We would have been like, hey, can we get maybe a writer or like another camera person? Because yeah. there were some details in that show that were kind of set up to fail because yeah. they basically gave us a shoestring budget. Like we. Here's the one of the okay. questions. Sup, PMT boys. How much money per episode did you make for BBT? Good Nothing. question. Have any of you ever done the math on how much you would have made with BBT plus the 75K you make per episode? Oh. Well, seventy-five k because we got paid a, a total salary of zero dollars for the show. But it was also like so the budget was always set up to essentially never succeed. It was essentially like ESPN was like, okay, we'll give you this much money. It's not even close to what a real show needs, but if you can make it work, then we'll see what we have. Yeah. So like I would guess every show, no matter what time it's on ESPN, has like quadruple the budget. We were at the point where we had, we couldn't even film like if we're like hey we have a good idea we couldn't film it we could we didn't have like the sound people and stuff we had them for 24 hours for we had, yeah one day a week that's it and we had to keep that scheduled so we couldn't just use those hours anywhere we wanted so i think it was like monday mornings yes. we could film for like six hours and then like monday evening through tuesday afternoon we could film it was crazy it was crazy we, we had no edit like it was just crazy it was it was never gonna it was gonna always be just a really really hard thing to do What's up, boys? Was there ever a night after BVT got canceled that you guys just got shit-faced? Yeah. The first night. That first yeah. night? First night got hammered. Really drunk, really high. Yeah. That was when I got lost in the Call of Duty commercial. Yeah, you thought you were playing. I thought I I thought I was watching a movie about Call of Duty because the commercial was like two minutes long, and I was so high, I just couldn't figure out if... I didn't know where I was. I was like, this commercial's still going on? Did I change the channel? And I got lost in it. I ended up getting hammered that night traveling to this one restaurant in the city that I knew had the best fries. It was like way too far away. 
ending up there uh, and then getting into an argument with somebody because he was Sean Avery's business partner <laughs> and I called him a goon. And you had a, you and you were you were driving in the bike lane? I was not driving the bike lane. I was not driving the bike lane. I remember the next morning I felt like I felt like I was in like a TV show or something where I like woke up and just like got like uh my roommate had whiskey and I like got a glass and was just like fuck it. And, like and PFT whiskey has, for breakfast. PFT said this before but it it deserves to be repeated like the worst part is not getting your TV show canceled, it's having everyone text you. Yeah. All the condolences. Yeah. It's yeah, like I'm aware. fuck fuck they need we should actually start like an app service for that where like just receives bad, bad all news. your yeah bad news text it receives all your bad news text and just auto replies thanks so much so yeah what it does it's like it's uh ai technology so it scans your text coming in and if it says hey i'm so sorry to hear about and it identifies those words you respond to the first one and, and then all the other ones get yes. that same response from you immediately write that down and then we also sell all that text scanning technology to china mm -hmm. yep and we also could if it's like a death we can figure out the person's name and social security number and then have them vote for whatever politician we want in the next election and steal their account yep. their bank account yeah and sign up delete all this sign up part. them for like bookies and stuff and yeah. be like well we vouch for them yeah <laughs> they won't be dead they're taking our debt on yeah have any of you ever met john skipper in person yeah yes we did we sat in his beautiful office that was bigger than anyone's apartment in new york city bigger than than heaven it was it was we he had wood a lot of wood there were three offices so you step out <laughs> off the elevator and, and his he has a private elevator and then there's a pre-pre-office where there's a security guard who takes you into the pre-office where there's a secretary who then allows you into the office Which is where the there's cocaine room where there's yet another secretary uh -huh. rushedly putting away silver trays uh -huh. and then she lets you into skipper's office and he's very very excited and yes. a lot of energy a lot of mirrors ready to see yeah ready to sit down and and talk to on you on the floor uh-huh <laughs> and uh he talked to us for like an hour and a half when so this was the day after or two, no, days, two after days after the episode aired and uh in retrospect, he's very clearly trying to offer us a job at ESPN. Correct. He, he, was, trying, he was trying to feel it out to see if he could buy us away from Barstool. Yeah. It ended up being about an hour and a half conversation that culminated in him saying, it was a great show. I love you guys. I've got your back. Yeah. All that stuff is water under the bridge. <laughs> You'll be fine moving forward. Shook our hands. It was great meeting. See you later. He's like, hey, you want a little eight ball for the road? No, thanks. We're good. <laughs> oh, I, I accepted that. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, it was, uh, he, he definitely said to us, like, I just wanted, I just want to know whose back I have. Like, I want to meet you guys so that when I go to bat for you, I can connect you with, you know, a face to a name kind of thing. Apparently our faces aren't very good No, because when he had to go to bat for us, he just dropped the bat and ran away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Hank, you got this. Can we get? Oh, sorry. Can we get a behind the music on Vanny? Where did he come from? Where's he at uh, now, etc. Uh, he's still alive, and I get just a shitload of tickets for him. Oh, I thought you sold it to no, Billy. No, I couldn't find the title. I gotta find it. It's in. Uh, well, Big Cat found it on Craigslist. We had to pay for it ourselves. Yep. It's like six hundred bucks. Yep. Something like that. Yeah. Nine hundred. Nine hundred. Nine hundred. Yeah. All right, we'll do. A, we'll do a. You know what? Let's just save it for the show. The behind the music on Vanny. Save what for the show? This is the show. No, no, no. Save that for the behind the music on Vanny. Oh, we're going to make one. Yeah. yeah. we get one. Yeah. All like right. VH1. And we'll drive it off a fucking cliff. <laughs> and then I won't have to keep paying 
insurance. We and should shit. get we into should. a low speed chase with it and have a bunch of cops follow you. Yes. How, how crazy would that be if we got into a televised police chase on the news and people tuned in and it was Vanny Woodhead just driving down Slowly. driving down ninety five. Yeah. One dream I always had to do with one of my friend's cars when he was getting rid of it was to to buy. He want, he was it was a total car and he, we were gonna buy it from him for like three hundred bucks and just chainsaw off the roof. So it would just be nice. Yep. But it was like a Vanny convertible. It was totaled. No, or like he was get, he was like I'm getting rid of it for like five hundred bucks. Right? Oh, okay. sell it to okay, us. We'll do that. We'll yeah. we'll buy it. How about? And he's like, no, no, no. How about someone? And then who we're gonna li- light it on fire and drive it off. Yeah. How about someone who's listening who wants to works on cars? Maybe just re- like redo the whole thing for free, and we'll we'll. You know what? If you are working auto body shop and you want to redo Vanny, we will make the behind the Vanny, and we'll only show it to you. It'll yeah. be like the Wu Tang album yeah, that Martin Shkreli has. Shkreli's got. Yeah. So exhibit if you're listening, especially you. <laughs> yes. Last one. Did BVT have any more guests lined up after Dan Patrick? We had uh, some theoretical guests. So nobody that was booked yet. I think uh, Rachel might have been a third guest. John Gruden was on there, was on the list, because he was still working for Monday Night Football. Yeah. Um, but that's about it, I think. Yeah, no, we didn't get that far. Death. We were going to have death in the van. That was also a part of the budget that kind of hurt the fact that they were like, you got a show, and you have to book it yourself. Yeah, and that's what we did. We booked in, it ourselves. In retrospect, accepting to do a television show for zero dollars was probably not our most astute business. <laughs> you know move. what? I'm gonna I'm gonna read the big short again. There you this go. This is a lesson. Live and learn on that one. Yes. If you're ever asked to do a television show and not get paid for it, say uh, sure, and then get it canceled after yeah. one episode. Take the cocaine, not the money. <laughs> Love you guys. So time kind of heals all, as they say on that one. As you can hear, two years later, they're fine. And now five years later, they're even way past it. And they've definitely acknowledged even more that ESPN definitely needed them more than they needed ESPN, even though it didn't seem like it at the time. Part of my take is bigger than anything ESPN puts out non-live sports related. And it's not even close. I think what? First Take is probably ESPN's biggest show, and it probably doesn't get a million watches. Like So the PMT guys definitely came out on top on that one. And as far as John Skipper goes, he's a distant memory. He doesn't come up. I couldn't even tell you what he's been doing now. But as far as Sam Ponder goes, you can go back and listen to the Dave Portnoy episode where he explains... That she cornered him at a restaurant and they had a, a hashing out, if you will, in public about everything that went down. It's actually a really good uh, Dave Porter episode. I would uh, highly recommend going to listen to that. But that, that wraps up this episode of Barstool Sports History Lesson Podcast. I appreciate everyone that's listened and that's hopped along for the ride. And as always, if you like it, like, subscribe review uh five star at leave a review and check me out on twitter shane underscore mudget and at bss history lesson on tiktok until next time viva